there's always a remnant, and, and we understand that. And there are people who are awake and aware. My blog numbers aren't what they should be. I mean, you know, I've been blogging for going on eight years, and you would think we'd have, you know, 20, 30, 50,000 people a day. We don't. We're not even close to that number. We're in single digits, and we're yeah. not growing which is why we're building a TV studio. And, you know, God bless the folks who donated because um, we'll be up and running in January. I mean, seriously, daily video updates because video is king. Um, yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm, I'm doing yeah, my own me, radio let show. That. Let, let me say something a minute about that. Um, you know, I, I've been on radio since about 2004 with this station, 2001. I was on shortwave for a couple of years. But, you know, um, the time of radio, which is it's still good, you know, and it gets out there, but it, everything is switching over to video. And everything. It, yeah. yeah, everything is. And, and, you know, people are watching it, and they want 10 or 15-minute clips. They want short things. And if we don't transform, and that's what I'm praying about for this ministry, well, only I don't have the donations it takes to make a transform right at the moment. But... Uh, if you can get transformed over there, I think it will help dramatically because you put out such great information. You know, in fact, I was noticing over. Uh, well, you know, I watched. You sent me Watchers Nine, and I watched it. And one, of, you know, I, I took a couple of real good things away from it. But I thought, wow, you know, um, you, you, it's like, well, I'm ready for your next one because I know there's a lot more stuff out there, and I know sure. you're addressing more. But you would have had to make it like ten hours long. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I do. Absolutely. <laughs> and and this is why uh, we're, we're going to be going live with updates. Uh, the updates will be on YouTube, Roku, and the blog, and also the new website, which is PPS Report, Politics, Prophecy, and the Supernatural Report dot com. <clears throat> so there'll be four, four ways of accessing it. And I think that's great. I mean, I'm doing acceleration radio. I, I'm on a, a station called uh, Hebrew Hebrew Nation. And I do a, a a show once a week, half hour show there, called Days of No with with Bonnie Harvey. We've been doing it for about six months now, and mm -hmm. people love it. And then there's a new a new startup called TalkNetwork.com, and I'm on that. So I'm doing like like three radio shows every week. I mean, just just off off the, you know, right. just for starters. And so I'm going to keep those going, but we're definitely switching and moving over to video. Because um, you're right. I mean, people uh, people want to just sit. They don't want to read. They want to watch. And that's, that's where we are. I mean, that is the culture. That is where we are. People um, just don't right. read anymore. I mean, yeah, they do, but, but not right. like they used to. Yeah, absolutely right. I, I, I remember about 10 years ago, I was uh, invited to a place that, well, it was a, uh, there's a, okay, there's a ministry that's uh, called Kingdom Ministry that sells DVD, blank DVDs and things for different ministries and audio equipment and everything. And every once in a while, they come to Wichita, Kansas, where, you know, they invited me to their seminar. Well, they gave us a free dinner, and so I'm sitting there listening, and they talked to us about how small percent of the people are reading, and they were trying to sell an audio Bible that you could, you know, uh, right. copy and give away. But making a long story short, you know, it was under 10% of the people in the United States had never even read the Bible or were reading the Bible, but they, want, they would listen to it. Well, now that same dynamic has changed over from listening to now seeing. And so you're right. And uh, the next step up from this, they, they talk about smartphones going to be going away in five years if we have that long. 
And if smartphone goes away, the next thing is artificial intelligence, and that's going to be a video concept. So video is where it's at. And so the ministries, prayerfully, we can get up there and get into that market. It sounds like you are. Um, tell them what the monthly digital magazine is. I'm impressed with this. I asked you to send me a copy, and you did just before yeah. radio. This yeah. is a real good thing that could get people. Tell them about that. Well, it's 2 bucks a month. It's a digital magazine, so, you know, there's not... And, I, again, I think everything's going into the computer. I mean, yeah, people like sitting with a magazine and reading it. But, I mean, everything's going to, you know, handheld devices, tablets, smartphones. I mean, that, that's where we are. So we, we've been doing the politics, prophecy, and the supernatural. There's that PPF report type thing for about eight years. And it's uh, Mark Kahn, who, who assembles it, does a wonderful job for us. We've got writers like Richard Shaw, the director of Watchers, Tony Kale, who's an author, Fritz Zimmerman, who's got a new book out, uh, Chris Putman, best-selling author, um, and other people who have written for us uh, over the years. Um, and, you know, the articles are absolutely riveting, and uh, they're just fascinating stuff. And it, it, it's a variety of, of subjects that these uh, the people that write for Politics, Prophecy, and the Supernatural, e-magazine, it's, it's all over the map. Of course, I, I do usually a, a, um, an interview with someone um, that's had either a UFO experience, black-eyed kid, I mean, something supernatural pretty much is where I go. And I do that interview, and it, it's just a one-off interview. I mean, never, you know, I, I don't go public with it um, other than that particular magazine. So it's yeah. very exclusive. And, um, you know, it's 2 bucks a month, 18 bucks a year. And it, it's just, I mean, it, it, it's a deal, and it keeps people informed. And it's, uh, you know, hats off to Mark Kahn, who does all the typesetting, and thanks for all the contributors. Yeah, amen. Well, you know, it, it's a really good deal because it keeps people informed, and $2 is a really reasonable price. And, folks, you know, 2 bucks, come on, you know, that's less than what you guys go out and some of yeah, you no get kidding. Starbucks coffee, you know, and exactly. it will keep you informed. Uh, and I imagine a digital newsletter, they'll probably be able to pull it up on their smartphone anyway, wouldn't they? Well, that's exactly it. I mean, everything is, you know, I mean, everything is on smartphones and tablets, and that, that's where we're going, so... Yeah, well, you have to. And I, I know recently uh, the station that I'm on, AVR, made a, uh, has a real good smartphone uh, thing that he just, trans, uh, you know, made it to. But, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, people are still listening, but, uh, you know, you got to get out there and be with the times. But um, there's just so much going on. Um, L.A., why don't you tell us where you're at, and we'll go to break, and then I want to ask you about some other things when we come back. Great. Um, you can get all the stuff at lamarzuli.net, www.lamarzuli.net. We've got Christmas sales going on now. I know people, you know, have a problem with that, but this is our culture in this country, and I'm, you know, a part of that culture too. And um, it, everything's 20% off in the store, and you can avail yourself of all sorts of vital information, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely, folks. And he, our, um, he also has a blog, and so you check out his blog. Wherever you find this uh, program, and if you're listening to it off archives, like so many of you do, instead of listening to it, while we have a large live audience, there's an even larger audience, I think, that listens to it by downloads. But in any case, you can find a link to his website either at our website or wherever you find this in archives. We'll be back in three minutes.
Pastor Dan will be right back. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Ancient prophetic texts warn us that in the last days there will be wars and rumors of war, famines, pestilence, earthquakes in many places, and troublesome times, men fainting from fear from what is coming upon the earth. Even though these words were penned almost 2,000 years ago, we can readily see that this dire warning is applicable in the days in which we are living in now. Days of Chaos, a new book by L.A. Marzulli, exposes what is happening in the Middle East, the Fukushima disaster, the mysterious animal and fish die-off, the rise of the 8.0 and greater earthquake, the coming one-world government, the collapse of the U.S. dollar, UFO activity, and so much more. Days of Chaos has the information you need in these troublesome times. Don't be afraid of these events. Come to an understanding of why they are happening as they were prophesied long ago. These are the Days of Chaos. Go to www.lamarzuli.net www.lamarzuli.net These are the days of chaos. Food prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. to Prophecy Hour at uh, AmericanVoiceRadio.com and we are broadcasting live from the Flint Hills of Kansas. So thanks for being back with me. Uh, Folks, remember to pray about uh, a donation tonight for a work with the homeless and poor from our mission church in Wichita, Kansas. Look, this time of year, you know, people need help. In Wichita, 
Now, you know, folks, you know that uh, you know me well enough by now that that we like now we're celebrating Hanukkah. Carl and I talked about it last hour. We know that's when Mary was impregnated. I'm not telling you not to celebrate Christmas. You know, um, you want to celebrate that as December 25th. That's between you and you, or between you and the Father. But anyway, in Wichita, there's all these Christian organizations that that are supposed to be helping the poor and homeless. But here's my point: they close on December 25th. They claim to be Christian, but the the one day that the poor really needs the help, and it's always cold outside. They shut down for Christmas. But you know who stays open? We open specifically for December 25th because everybody else is closed. And so the people come in and have a place to share and be warm and everything. And so, you know, we do that. We do things that the other people don't do, give over-the-counter medications and all that. Thanksgiving, places were closed. There was an ice storm. We had overpacked house on thanksgiving and then we did thanksgiving not one day but two days in a row and so we give up our thanksgiving years ago to go share our thanksgiving with our what we actually call the homeless and poor our extended family and somebody asked me they said well you know what are you doing pastor dan you know you're 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 ministering to the homeless and poor and and your small congregation well you know what there was a lot of other things that i could have did after i got saved and when I come out of the world, and I started on that path, but my father kept me up all night one night and told me to feed the poor. He told me to feed the poor. And so finally, in order so that I might sleep, I finally said, okay, I agree, I'll feed the poor. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to feed them. This is my 16th year of doing it. I asked him for a confirmation of what, uh, you know, that I was doing the right thing or that it was him. Well, uh, within two or three days later, I got a donation from Steve Quayle, as most of you know him. Um, he donated, you know, $20,000, his cost with the dehydrated foods for me to get started, or for us to get started. So my point is, is I'm being obedient to my father. I serve people, and by serving people, the word says that we serve him. Sure, I love to do talk radio. Talk radio is such a blessing to me, like getting to talk with L.A. Marzulli that we're talking to tonight and getting to warn the people, because I believe that's foremost, and it is highly important that we warn the people. We're called as watchmen. We better be warning, otherwise it's going to be on our head. So we warn the people. But you know what? Um, unlike L.A., I, you know, I don't have a bunch of books or some of these other people that I talk about on radio. I, don't have, I haven't written a book yet, and we don't have videos to sell. All I have is your mercy. We pray that you'll pray about supporting the Wichita Mission Church because you know why? We don't sell anything. We don't sell anything at all. And so I just ask that you pray about supporting us. We really do need your help as December is the slowest month of the year for us. And, you know, we need your donations to stay afloat, let alone the people need your things. If you live in Wichita, you know, coats, hats, gloves, over-the-counter medications, bring them by. We can use them. Food, anything that the Father puts on your heart. Remember, the homeless need what you need. And it's also the poor. We have people that come in that have houses, roofs over their head, but they're barely making it because they're in part-time help. Because of what? Because of this current administration. So pray about it, folks. Pray about supporting Wichita Mission Church. You know, um, when guidelines stop uh, people from helping, 
They send people to us. People have millions of dollars in their budget. Send people to a place that really has no budget. We are the last hope for so many. We are responsible to care one for another as we are a brother's keepers. All donations, no matter what size, helps. And the Father notices all donations that come from where? Your heart. You can donate online or mail a check or money order, and you can find all that information at prophecyhour.com. That's at prophecyhour.com. Or go to or call me at 620-878-4682 if you need to. But pray about it. We really do need your support. And uh, uh, pray about that, too. And like L.A. said, uh, in the, and we're getting ready to bring him back on, that he's talking about, uh, he, they aren't talking about it. They're getting ready to go over to video. We want to do something like that, but we put all of our money into the Wichita Mission Church. So we need your help. We need some equipment and some things to do this with, and that could either be a specific donation for video equipment, or that could be, uh, you could call me and ask me what we need, or if you live in Wichita and you know how to edit or do any of these things, get a hold of me. Um, So pray about it and support the Wichita Mission Church. But remember, charity starts first at home, and it extends out from there. Okay, you can call me at 620-878-4682 or go to prophecyhour.com for the information. And I'm taking up too much of our guest time, so welcome back, L.A. Marzulli. Hey, great to be here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to have you back on. I, I, I appreciate you. You know, uh, I have a question, though, for you. You sure. know, while you keep, you know, you keep everything, uh, you keep us really apprised of the things that are not in the mainstream media. And right now, everybody's going crazy over the terrorist attacks and political correctness and back and forth and everything. But you know what? I'm like you. We both believe that we're in the time of the end. But shouldn't we then be seeing the reemergence of the watchers and the Nephilim? Shouldn't that be on our screens and looking for that? Well, you know, we should be. I mean, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're Jesus gives us the words. Yeshua gives us the words, and and they're not they're not idle. And this is the problem. I mean, we are we are allowed to see in church. We are in a, in a time period where, you know, um, I'm, I'm trying to type to Frank and, and talk to you. I can't do two things at once, so I'll stop. But we are in a land to see in church, and what we see here is. For the most part, that many churches, and I say this with all due respect, because I'm part of the church, I'm part of the body of Messiah. Amen. I have a form of religion, but deny its power. That's the first thing. The second thing is, it's the feel-good message. I mean, it's just, it's not about it. It in many places, it's when you say things like repentance, people don't even know what you're talking about. They don't even want to hear about that. They just want to feel good. But that's not what the spirit of a living God is about, in my opinion. It's the Spirit of the Living God leads us to repentance. It's and I talk about this spending time on the anvil in God's forge, and that's what it that's what it is. If if we're really serious about our walk, if we're really serious about you know who He is and what we are, then we're going to spend time on the anvil in in the Most High God's forge, and that is not often a very pleasurable experience. We are heated up and we are pounded into a new shape. But guess what? That shape is something that he then can use because it's been tested in the fire. And people don't want to hear that. And so you've got the words of Yeshua warning us precisely. And and the warning is done with great specificity. 
that tells us exactly what it will be like before he returned. And look, I get this. People have cried wolf till, you know, for, for over the last 2,000 years. I understand that. But in my opinion, what sets the prophetic clock ticking is Israel being regathered back into its ancient homeland. Jeremiah speaks of it. Ezekiel 38 speaks of it. It's there. It's here. They're never going to be removed out of their land again. That's prophetic. Most high God says what he means and means what he says. We are in the window of time where all the prophecies that we have been told about, um, the warnings, uh, the signs are all here. And that's why, that's why the book, that's why the DVD. And, you know, you would think that, that it would hit a nerve. And, I mean, I, I heard at the break, the, the, the one-minute commercial that, you know, that uh, producer Frank is, uh, Frank is getting up, you know, putting up on the airwaves. And it's great because it's, and, 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 you know, we're constantly selling books. Don't misunderstand me. But it's not like it's, you know, tens of thousands. It's in the hundreds. And we're, our, we're in our second printing. We're in our third printing on Watchers 9, second printing on the book. That's good. But this thing, you would think people would just be on fire, realizing that, wait a minute, this isn't normal. You know, the fish and animal die-off, this isn't normal. The weird weather patterns, this isn't normal. You know, the one billion aborted babies on the planet, that's insane. The famines, the volcanic activity. Look, in Oklahoma, you used to have two earthquakes a year. That was the average. Now, right. Oklahoma is the earthquake capital of the world. They're nearing 700 earthquakes this year. Well, L.A., they're, they're small earthquakes. It doesn't matter. Something is going on. And when you add up all these things, all these titles and, you know, chapters in the book and the people that we interviewed, look, look at the, the colony collapse, you know, the bee colony collapse. If the bees die off, it, it, is, it, it, it can be over for mankind right. because nothing right. will pollinate. Right, absolutely, um, and you know, you covered that real, real super well in in the last watchers. You know that that was really dynamite. And you would think that people would take these things and run with them. You know, I know that when I show them to people, you know, that don't normally get it, they're shocked by them. You know, and they want to see more of them. But I don't get why. You know, they, they I don't know. People just don't want to accept it, or maybe it's, you know, it's like the word said. It said that people will be eating and drinking and taking in marriage, clear up until the time that, you know, the time of the end, just like in the days of Noah. So that's really what we're seeing. So, you know, there's probably only a diverse little group um, that we're going to be able to get to. Second, you mentioned Oklahoma. And those Oklahoma earthquakes are getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, now, I have 5.5, to... 5.2, sure. Yeah, and I have to jokingly, I mean, my sons tell me all the time, do you feel that earthquake? Because we feel them up here in Kansas. And you know what? I'm always asleep or something, you know, and I know, and they all look at me like I'm stupid, but, you know, uh, or you're just old dad, you know, whatever. But uh, they feel them, and we're feeling them clear up here. And the experts are talking about that they're waiting for the big one that could happen and devastate Oklahoma. For the mere fact is they're not used to it. They haven't built their properties to withstand earthquakes like California and places, and so it could a uh, six point could be really, really super devastating. Devastating, I agree. Yeah, I, I totally absolutely. Agree. And we've you know, only got a. You're going to get out of here a little bit early tonight, but I do have one thing I wanted to ask you about okay. out of all of it. Is I was really super impressed about what you put on Watchers 9 with the Bible codes. 
Um, can you give us a little insight for the audience, maybe a tease? So they'll, I'd like for them to get that information. Well, the uh, the Torah codes is something that that is very near and dear to my friends, uh, and and the co-producer of Watchers and the director and editor of Watchers, Richard Shaw. Um, Rick uh, did a movie called End of Darkness about the Torah codes, and what's interesting about this, and it's heating up over there. I just received. Uh, another another email from Rick while we were on the air at the break. I read it. What's going on is there are there are Torah codes, which are talking about now. Hold your breath here. Talking about the Mashiach coming in 2016, and there are a lot of rabbis right now in Israel who are getting really excited by this. Now it's not you know mainstream. You're never going to find it on the six o'clock news in this country. The only reason why I know about it is because Richard Shaw made the Torah Code movies, and he's friends, close friends, with Rabbi Glazerson, Professor Eliyahu Rips, um, and others, all who are part of the Torah Code project, which which is film. And if you haven't seen the film, the film's fantastic. You know, End to Darkness, and it's just it's incredible. And the and the rabbis are looking at the Torah Codes, and they're stating there seems to be a convergence of 2016 Mashiach. Now, remember, they're looking at Messiah coming for the first time. We're looking at his second coming. And and, and Richard and I have talked about this incessantly. What's interesting here is this. Paul tells us in the epistles that the, the nation of Israel, the Jews, are blinded in part. It's spiritual. It's supernatural. There's a veil. Many of them, like, for instance, the rabbis, have never never read the New Testament. They can't. They're not allowed to read the New Testament. Right. So they don't even know what's in it. They think they know, but they don't know what's in it. Maybe they've had snatches of it over the years. And they don't realize, too, that it was written, the entire, what we call the New Testament, is written by Jews, except yeah, maybe, except for maybe Luke. You know, and even then, there's there's debate on that. But other than Luke, everybody's Jewish that's writing about the good news, which is what the Gospels are. And so they're blinded in part, and I, I can't help, and I know this, this prophecy is going to come true, and perhaps in the very near future, they, the collection, the collective state of Israel, the children of Israel, will look on him, Messiah, whom they have pierced, and will mourn for him as an only son. And I know that that's future, and I know it's going to happen. It's going to be what I call the great reconciliation, where right, Jew and right. Gentile all come under, you know, one one umbrella at last. There's no division, and and we understand. Look, when Messiah comes, everything changes. I call it the great regime change because that's what it is. And what people don't understand, these birth pains that we've been talking about for the last hour almost. Right. give way to the regime change. The fallen cherub controls this planet. All one needs to do is look at what's going on on this planet. Look at the depravity. Look at the, the cheapening of life. Look at the rise of lawlessness. Think about the one billion abortions on the planet since Roe v. Wade. Think about the prayer out of schools and the political correct nonsense. Think about the way women, especially over here in this country, dress as provocatively as possible. And, you know, go back 100 years Women didn't do that. 
you know, and it's like, why did they do that? Why, why are we, and I'm no prude, don't misunderstand me. I'm not talking for women to wear burkas, but when I have to look at, there was like one, what was it? The, and, and the music Grammy awards a while back or whatever the heck it was. I watched maybe 15 seconds of it and turned it off. I said, I, I can't look at this. This right. is all, all of this gyrating sex act stuff. I mean, come on. I mean, what kind of a culture is this? When you go to a movie, the body count is in the hundreds that's why I won't go see Star Wars, because everybody gets, the body count is probably in the thousands, if you were really to tally it up. And so people are just, you know, this is why we turn the page, and we have another sickening, ridiculous candlelight vigil, which is, I, I, can't, I can't do the candlelight vigil stuff anymore, folks. It's nonsense, right. you know. But this is where we are, and these are the days of chaos. And the yeah, folks absolutely. need to wake up. You know, you, you addressed something really, really important. Um, you know, well, we hear about the terrorist attacks and the different things, but just the fact of the women and the way that people talk and what they're they're producing on TV with all the smut and everything, yeah. you know, that's one of the greatest signs of the end that there is. And I'm like you. You know, you just about can't. I go to Walmart or someplace, you know, i got to get a pair of shoes for somebody, and you go in there and you got to walk in there self-blinding yourself because – the women are wearing things that they, the yoga pant thing, and every, all of them are wearing, and it's just ridiculous, and it's, it, it shows everything, and where did, where did they go? Don't they have any self-respect? And you wonder, but it's acceptable, and if that's acceptable now, if the father, or if Yeshua doesn't come back and do something, what's it going to be like in five more years? Because they're already showing about everything they can show. What will they show in five years? I mean, where is our, our – and it's the time at the end, and that's what it's all about. It, it would be this way. Well, and this is why – look, again, I'm no prude, and, and women are beautiful to look at. I mean, I understand yeah, that. Yeah, amen. But this culture has degraded women, and I mean that, to a point where it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. I mean, it's embarrassing. When you look at the gyrations that happen um, in – you know, at at the Super Bowl, at the Grammys or whatever. I right. mean, it, it's just it's ridiculous. It's everywhere. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's just it's just simply everywhere. Well, brother, I know you got another program coming up. I'm I'm going to let you out of here early so you can rest your voice and get ready for that program. I appreciate why you it. Tell, Great. Why don't you tell where the folks where you're at and everything, and give them a breakdown, and then uh, we'll talk again. Look, I really appreciate you having me on. We'd love to come in and, and do some updates. And um, God bless you and your ministry. And uh, you just, I, you know, I just, I love hearing your voice because I hear the compassion of, of Messiah in, in your voice. And I'm not, you know, saying that lightly. I, I, I just, I wish you lived closer. You're someone that I would love to know and meet face to face. But for those of you who are interested in my work, you can go to my website, lamarzuli.net, www.lamarzuli.net, and you can avail yourself of. Uh, the products that we have, specifically Days of Chaos and Watchers 9, also by the same name, Days of Chaos. Yeah, absolutely. And, folks, don't forget to pick up his monthly digital uh, news magazine. That's also good. Keeping it, They need to keep an eye on you, L.A., because you're moving all the time. So, all right, you be blessed, brother, and we'll talk again. All right. God bless. Take care. All right. Goodbye and shalom. Well, folks, you know, let's talk about this a, a little bit. You know, women, if you, you're supposed to be – um, you know, the Bible addresses the issue. It talks about, you know, the 
women being beautiful because of who they are and that Messiah's coming out of them, not with the plating of their hair and wearing of this and that. But come on, women, how can you? And, I, and I'm like L.A. I mean, women are beautiful. I mean, God, our Father, created women beautiful, and wow, that is a real miracle. Um, but, you know, you're, you are degrading yourself when you go out in these yoga pants and they, they cling to you skin tight and the material is so thin that you can almost, or in some cases, see right through them and see everything that you have. You know, that's supposed to be reserved for your husbands, you know. And, you know, on the subject of sex, you know, it was pointed out to me, and, and yeah, I had read the article, but um, Frank, the producer, pointed out to me that sex robots are selling off the shelves in China because they're making them more and more human-like. In fact, I read an article where they, within a short period of time, um, the millennials are going to have more relationships with robots um, for sex robots than they are with real human beings. And folks, you are doing the same thing with your with yourself. I watch people with their smartphones talk um, and to each other on their smartphone from two foot away. You know, you're not having real relationships with people. You need to talk to people. You're losing those skills, and the devil's winning. Anything that you see on that media, you don't realize that most of the media that's put across is fueled either by a the porn industry or b by leftists out there because that's what the media is. You have talk radio, praise the Father for talk radio that we have because, you know, you can always listen to our radio programs by downloading them and then go on and do your other things. And there's even ways at AVR that you can get like or almost like a radio player that plays it just like a radio. You turn it on, and you can find those over AVR also. But my point is, is, is you, you listen to talk radio, and that's a good thing. But where have you gone? You emulate, um, and men, the same thing. You know, you guys are emulating what you're seeing in, in, in the media, on TV, and in movies. And, you know, it doesn't line up with your Bible, you know. Uh, and let alone, and I'm back to the women again. Ladies, I really know that you're beautiful. And you know what? The most beautiful thing about you is, is the sweet innerness of you. You know, your disposition, and of course, I love the way the father made you look, but most of those things are reserved for your husband, you know, reserved for your husband, and not for everybody in public to see when you step out the door, you know, it's just not right, and it is also a sign of the end, and I know in some uh, places across the country, they're having a uh, free the nipple campaigns, you know, where women are wanting to go topless and saying that, oh, it, it, it's, it's, we get to do this and you guys shouldn't say that you're inviting rape on us. Really? When you dress that provocatively, and I'm not saying you're inviting it and saying you want it, but men that, that uh, don't know how to handle it, do you, you understand what I'm saying? You're not supposed to be doing that. You're supposed to be covered up, you know, but is it sign of the end? Because Satan is winning over. These things are not biblical, and we need to be biblical. If you don't get right with the, with the Word of God, then you're just not going to be saved. You just can't go and do everything that you want to, and then maybe hit, attend church and listen to them for one hour a week. You've got to read the Bible. You've got to live the Bible, and especially at this point in time. You need to not be in sin. And believe me, when you cause somebody else to sin— 
you cause men to look at you and lust after you, then that is um, that is the same. I mean, you know, and why are the women being naked in public? What is that? Is it just sign of rebellion? Rebellion comes from the devil, you know. Why are you? Why do you? Do they want to be naked in public? I don't get that. You know, um, are are you just trying to show off or what? I don't understand it. I, it doesn't make sense. Naked in public, but yet they're doing it over and over. And movie stars are doing it. You know, if you watch movie stars, I'm like, Ken, they're on a race to see who can wear the less or not at all. Look at Miley Cyrus. She appears nude. You know, I mean, what's the matter with your people's heads? You know, and you and what's even worse is little children that are under the age of 18 are being taken to see Miley Cyrus concerts. Really? Imagine that. Well, I'm going to have to get out of here. I want you to please pray about supporting the Wichita Mission Church. Like I say, we don't do Christmas, but we're open for Christmas Day. We're, we're doing Hanukkah right now, you know. Amen. Yeshua declared himself to be God in the temple on Hanukkah. during the, That's called the Feast of Deborah Dedication, and he did that. We talked about that with Carl in the last program, but um, pray about it. So, folks, I really ask, uh, you must remember there is only one God, and he is your father. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His son is Yeshua HaMashiach. He gave his life for our repented sins. Don't you understand that? The Bible says that there's only one way to the father, and that's through his son. And so the Pharisees, they, they asked him, they said, well, give us a sign. We said the only sign for wicked and adulterous generation was as the sign of Noah, as Noah was three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. That's the sign that he gave. He gave that sign to you so that you would know who he was. And through him, and only through him, is the way to the Father. Remember, always be a blessing to others. If you're not a blessing to others, how can you be saved? You know, I just don't get it. Uh, people say, well, I'm saved, but but are you a blessing to others? Do you really let Messiah come through you? And when you got saved, was there a real dying experience and something else reborn within you? I don't know. Pray about it. Pray about supporting the Wichita Mission Church. i got to get out of here. Lord our God, Father King Universe, asking Yeshua HaMashiach's name, that the Father blesses and keeps you. His face shines upon you and is gracious to you and gives you peace. Until next Thursday with Joel Richardson, we'll be back and see you next Thursday. This is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom. You've just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the Internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch, 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Tune in next time for Messiah's Branch. Food prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. 
If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $1.49. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
prices going up, homes being foreclosed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes, now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Or simply call 316-619-4886. Got a package full of wishes. A time machine, a magic wand, a glow made out of gold. No instructions or commandments. Laws of gravity or indecisions to uphold Printed on the box I see Acme's build a world to be Take a chance, grab a piece Help me to believe it What kind of world do you want? Think anything Let's start at the start Build a master Welcome, 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 welcome to the 10th of December, 2015, Sulfur Hour Plus One, and I think my microphone just slipped so you couldn't hear me, 2015. That was, I guess, the important part. Now, tonight we have a very, very, very special guest. We've been trying to get him, you know, from all the points around the country, but I think I should introduce the choir first. Uh, I believe that my co-host, Richard L. Stump, is on the line. Is he on the line? I sure am, Patrick. Loud and clear. Fantastic, fantastic. And then I believe that we have the, uh, our Antarian has agreed to join us. He wants to speak up for the underprivileged uh, rich people. Are you there, Adam? Okay. You know, sometimes re-entry is really hard. Okay, so then uh, I hope that Mark is with us. Now, if Mark's not with us, it's okay. He doesn't, I mean, you know, he's in Australia. He's got a life. Mark? Okay, then let me ask the most important question of all. Is our special guest here? Crutin, Ramon, have you landed? Did they frisk you and ask you if you were a Muslim? Crutin, are you there? Apparently not. Evidently, you know, it's too bad we didn't bring cards. Well, they're out of, uh, they're, they're running as fast as they can, but they're just not with any scouting distance yet. Well, you know, I think that's okay because, you know, life should not be set on a timetable. As you've said, 
Time really doesn't exist. It's just something we feel, feel guilty right, about. It's a figment of the imagination. That's very clear. Yeah. And the, uh, it's, so, you know, while we're waiting for them to, you know, join us, uh, I wrote down some notes, and uh, you know, just just a couple of like a word game, and I and I wrote down math because that's Cruz and Ramon, and uh, and then I wrote down people because that's you count people with math, right? Well, Correct. it's numbers. Yeah, and and then you know, then I've got from on the next line is people, and then I've got hate. You know, I I really haven't figured out why people can hate each other when. It's, so many of us are intrinsically related. Well, what it is is based on fear. They actually fear the other people, and their their uh, response is to exhibit hatred so that the other person will be afraid of them. Humanophobia. Ah, oh, my goodness! <laughs> this the, the shuttle has landed. The shuttle. Has, he's, no, he's not a Muslim. Leave him alone. Take your hands off the man. God, can't you tell by his lack of hair? He's not a Muslim. <laughs> Gee. I walk around you know, naked in the sun too. Uh, you know, and, and uh, here's the deal. Um, I actually know people who are Muslim. I know them. I don't know them well, and you know, and I don't dress like they do, and they don't play the same games I do, but they're decent folks. And you know, and I know some, some folks who are Muslim who are actually rotten Muslims, and they're still <laughs> decent folks. You know, and, and, and I know black people who just do their best to pretend they're not black, that they they change their name to Michael Jackson or Barack Obama. You know, I mean, uh, Barack Obama. Now hold it just a minute. I was told that you were on special assignment uh, off the Philippines. What is this? I'm a, I'm actually on a special assignment. I just realized, oh, oh, I, uh, oh, yeah, being that I do math and stuff, I got the time zones mixed yeah, up, and I actually I, have to do a math presentation like now. So I thought you were going to call me at four, but then I realized that that's four o'clock when I'm in Hawaii, but when I'm in San Diego, it's six o'clock. So anyway, uh, I thought you were John Panagudi, who is on special assignment. <laughs> And so the fact that you were able to impersonate John's voice was really pretty amazing. Because <laughs> Adam heard the same thing I heard. I thought it was John. <laughs> yeah, hey, John, I thought you were on special assignment. See, now in the case of Cruton, if we were going to call Cruton names, what name can we not call you, Cruton? Are you Mongolian? Is that about the only thing we can't call you? <laughs> you darn Mongolians. Um, yeah, I got a pretty good mix going. That's for darn sure. And but yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm on just to say bye, and that and yeah, I was here, and then but I got to do math. I got two people waiting for me to to teach them some mathematics. But next well, Thursday, you, I'll know for sure that it'll be six o'clock when I'm in California, and well, we'll talk. Yeah, I know. But I have all kinds of good news. Like I said, I got tons of. People now coming back. Like I said, their six flags are returning, and they're. Their, you know, aches and pains are going. I got a woman standing right here who used to walk with a limp. The limp's gone. Um, bad skin going away. What else? I can't. I mean, the list is so long, it's ridiculous. But I mean, everybody I've turned on has to the sulfur. Has okay, well, uh, let me let me let me ask you a question. You know, I don't want you to hurry any lessons you have. But we're going to be here for two hours, and we'll keep our clothes on if you come back. 
Okay, I may be back in an hour, actually, because I think this is probably All right, well, an hour, hour and 15. In the meantime, we will try to make everyone who's ever called someone else a name feel really <laughs> stupid. Okay. All right. All right. Have a great show, and I'll talk to you guys much. Thank soon. you very much. Uh, All right. Thank you. Elvis has not left the building. He's just got a, he's got, he's, he's got kids he's got to teach, you know. Come on. All right, so... You know, getting back to this, uh, Richard's idea of the hate. Um, you know, what's interesting about men is they hate what they don't understand, especially if they think the appendages that's down uh, between their, their, their thighs is not as great as the next person's. What is that all about? Is that why missiles are shaped like they are? I think so. You know, uh, we used to go up to the zoo and paint the animals first thing in the morning, and the zebras would come out with any, I mean, this this zebra would make any, any man in the world embarrassed. <laughs> and, and, you know, and it was there, and they just, they were in the water, and they're drinking out of the water, and the tapers were drinking the water and peeing in the water. Um, and then they were bathing and them. Well, you know, it's yeah. I mean, everything we use mathematically, we've used before. You know, when 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 Patrick Flanagan comes on and says, "Where no man has gone before," he does it a lot better than I do. Well, guess what? All of our stuff has been there before. Well, he didn't get down for the women either. Okay, there's no much women there. Now I think you, I didn't hear that as correctly as I should have. What did you say? There could have been numerous women there. He didn't mention whether the women had been there before or not. They're everywhere. Oh, you know, and I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because I don't have it on my notes. Um, if if men are so arrogant that they think they can survive without women, go ahead and increase the population. Yeah, they won't get very far. Right, and and if Mark Zuckerberg and and uh, Mr. Gates, Mr. Bill Gates Jr., believe that they can decrease the world's population by sticking us all with needles and giving us vaccines, evidently they don't know our campaign against the people who make the needles. No one's told them. You know, you go into Africa and you try to give people uh, injections with the Army military spray into in your arm stuff. Um, not much of that gets past your endothelial layer. <laughs> uh, you know, there's another place you can squirt it that it will get be a lot better effect. Um, but you know, the, the veterans think they've had to do that too much anyway. Uh, Mark's not on, and um, but you know, one of the people who was early involved in the study with me was this guy who knocked on the door. He came from Australia to Salt Lake City and he knocked on the door. And he said, I'm here to, to you know, engage in your work. And he was very, very helpful. And, you know, he's the guy who did the uh, engineering for all the lymphocytes. Patrick Timpany sells this great lymphocytes. Well, you know, Ian was the guy who put it together. And, um, but so, I don't think they're going to get Ian to get vaccinated, and 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 he's going to get really upset if they don't send him his check. Worse, his Filipino wife, who carries the machete, 
is going to get more than irritated. So, you know, here we have people who don't understand the demographics of life. Man gets check, gives check to wife. <laughs> Isn't that the way that works? Oh. Yeah, I mean, and, and, the, and so the Australian government are going to be able to give their wives the check because they refuse to get vaccinated. Mm. And they don't even have the First Amendment in Australia, you know. Is someone really trying to call me? I don't believe it. Good. Um, so, you know, the, being the math, you know, the Cruton is doing these math quizzes and tests. I talked to a fellow today. He's, he's, a, he's a doctor of medicine, and uh, he's been, you know, purveying sulfur to his clients for quite a while. And when I sort of shared with him the amount of people that we now have, when we last had 30,000 when I spoke to him last, now, everybody who's ever heard me on this show knows, one, I'm not that cute. Adam and I share one simple thing. We have a beauty that only a mother could love. <laughs> and that's because your mother called me, Adam. Um, the, you know, and, and so here's this interplay of men and women and the, and the elements of life. And if you include sulfur into those elements of life, you have more time to figure out what life's all about. And uh, and we don't have to go around calling people names. Joan Baez called, said that Bob Dylan looked like a toad, but he had thousands of girlfriends. Well, evidently you don't, you know, for, being you're from Antares, you don't know about the fairy tales. She kissed the toad and got a prince. Ah. Ah, see. And um, the, you know, it's, by the way, uh, is it true that you have contacted uh, Kirk Douglas? No, I just saw that about his birthday, which is sometime today or yesterday or whatever. All right, we should all sing happy birthday to you. To Kirk. Happy right. birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Kirk Douglas. Happy birthday to you. He gave some of his money. <laughs> he gave some of his money to the uh, medical industry instead of to the sulfur. Well, I mean, you know, that's okay because we haven't been able to get a hold of him. Yep. You know, I mean, you can't. You, it, ignorance in this case isn't it's not bliss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's just ignorance. And you know, when when um, Mark Zuckerberg says that these vaccines are necessary for our community health. Okay. I had opinions when I was 30. And you know, I just didn't have a lot of money. But I, I don't think that this young man's opinion and his dear wife's opinion should cause their dear daughter, Max, to go lost in her own mind. This is an old story of the chemical industry, too, because I was amazed to find out that in the 1850s, tens of thousands of people were arrested for refusing vaccinations in Germany, France, and elsewhere. Tens of thousands. Well, they thought they had worked. They, you know, someone told them that the vaccines worked. And yet, when they had the outbreaks after the vaccinations, 96% of the people who got smallpox had been vaccinated. How do they explain that? Well, um, 
what they did is uh, uh, John David Rockefeller and some other folks said, look, I want you to spin something that really makes a lot of sense because so this actually is pro-vaccine. This is before that did. because they take they took uh, when ten year olds were vaccinated and they got smallpox. They said, well, yeah. they need to be vaccinated again, and then the twelve year olds yeah. got it and they got smallpox too. Uh, the mother of an, an autistic child called me on the phone and said, we finally got the uh, state to agree that my child doesn't have to be vaccinated again. Wow. So and, yeah. and how did they pull this off? She took her, you know, eight-year-old kid in to show the show and tell. Huh. You know, and, and I think he was pounding his head against the, you know, the, the place where all these important people sit. You know, and I think he pooped his pants and wet his pants and threw things and all that sort of stuff. Because that's what autistic kids do when they're trying to talk. But they agree he doesn't have to be vaccinated again. You know, this is... Um, we all have opinions, and uh, Adam often says uh, when he's not doing his uh, blog, which is uh, or the, his website, which is Sunsink Nutrition, and it's absolutely free. Um, the uh, you know yes, no, or maybe. When a child is is vaccinated at the age of two in whatever state they're vaccinated in, and the mother watches them go into a. Um, What's her name? Blair Exorcist program. <laughs> I, you know, no one's commented about the head spinning around, but I've got photographs of of Sophie, who's on you know uh, one radio network's webpage, and yeah, her eyes were fully looking out the back of her head. Oh yes, they were, and her fever was about 106. <laughs> and you know, and and the doctor said it's your genes. You know, Mama, it's your jeans. You gotta stop wearing those damn Lee jeans. Get some good Le- Levi five hundred one jeans and button those puppies up and avoid the radiation of the zipper. I'm, you know, what is that, Adam? You know, being your fermenters, did you have a mother? Oh yes. Do you miss her? Of course. Um, you know, when you run into someone who doesn't miss their mother, um, we could have had a case of, you know, definite psychosis or something like that. <laughs> but, but almost most of us, you know, sort of like our mothers and would like the mothers to keep around. Some of us don't. Uh, and, you know, and some of the people I talk to, their their mothers have gone lost in their own mind. I said, well, do you like them? And why do you ask? Well, because if you don't like them, I won't tell you about the sulfur. You know, there's a little bit of effort in trying to see if you can bring someone back from the dregs. You know, it's um, lost in space. Alzheimer's is lost in space. No time, no anything, just lost in space. Autism is lost in space. You can see them, but they can't hear you. So the, um, by the way, I ran this past uh, Adam, and, and, and I ran it past uh, uh, Richard, and um, and Cruden will be back in a minute, so I'll, I'll we'll try to run it past him as well. And Mark's not here, and all the people in Australia are convicts anyway, so they don't care. But the master race, 
the the uh, the, the cry of the socialist republic in Germany in 1933 was actually stealing an uncopyrighted line from the Jews from Russia. Is that right? Richard, did I get that right? Well, what do you, what do you mean? What was the statement or what was the message? Uh, that we are the master race. Uh, that had been used originally by your uh, Jewish uh, faction. You, the you Ashkenazis, know, who were converted yeah. Jews, they weren't even the people. Ironically, they haven't moved the people from uh, Israel back to Israel. They're the people from Russia, near the Caucasus. That's right. Well, you know, that, uh, and yet we've got this big brouhaha over all those people they hate each other. Well, that's uh, it's a political thing. Uh, uh, you have mostly political religions nowadays. You don't have uh, the original religions. They've become so political that it's a struggle between world religions. That's what's going on right now. And, I, and of course, yeah. But that, and Adam just ex just explained that the uh, religion of science was around in the uh, 1840s. Is that it, Adam? Well, there's been different religions of science, but that was mm. that's the latest incarnation of our science. And actually, we take it from about 300 years before when they tried to duplicate science to Descartes and other people. It's all fake. The whole, the whole idea of genetics is ridiculous. Now, well, there is I, such I, a thing as a gene, but it certainly doesn't yeah. rule us. Uh, Bruce Lipton has, has sort of intimated. He left a message on the bathroom wall in a, in, a, in, a, in Aspen that he'd, he'd try to get on the show in you know in, in 2016. But he does an interesting discussion of uh, Einstein's theory of the field. And and when we test sulfur, we're testing the field because the sulfur grows in the field. And you know, and, and and speaking of the field, before the show's over, we're going to hear a song by David Clayton Thomas from, I guess, 1972. I was a witness to a war, and we canceled World War Three. You, know, you don't have to tell anybody; we just canceled it. So when you hear people talk about World War Three, they're just doing fairy tales. We've canceled it. Right. Speaking of sulfur, you know, every time you go out in the sun, you actually can uh, get rid of skin cancer with the sun. But as soon as you put sun tan lotion out, why people get cancer then in the sun is because it blocks the action, action of sulfur in the skin. And oxygen. Yep. Well, the sulfur, without the sulfur, though, the oxygen isn't going to go to the skin to the correct place. It needs both the sulfur and the sulfation and the oxygen. You know, I was thinking about starting a, a cab company called Sulfur Cab. We're just a transporter. Climate. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how much is this property that they're selling in the neighborhood? Oh, that one next to Oprah that, yeah. that belonged to the final daughter of the Olin Chemical Committee, the notorious armaments. Chlorine, etc., etc. Yes, They're selling it for uh, 
twenty something or is it forty thousand? I mean it's forty it's forty eight no, twenty three acres and I believe it's about forty thousand dollars. Forty million dollars. What am I talking yeah, about? Well, I mean, Yo, that I would was, be a deal. I was gonna write a check <laughs> was forty thousand. I know, I'd borrow the money from <laughs> the um uh, it's um Oprah was going to buy it. They thought, actually, the uh, the local people thought she had already she bought it, I, but she didn't. You know, she should, but that way she can make sure that no one would move next door who would call her names. Yep, she made seven million, uh, seventy million dollars in one day with Weight Watchers, so she could certainly afford it. Well, but I, you know, I think that um, who was it, Timberlake? I mean, there are people out there. Hey, if you can't make money in this world, then you're really not paying attention. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, it's 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 just. I mean, we've got these, we've got rock stars. We've got this Taylor Swift. What's her name? Uh, so, yeah, pretty little girl, uh, long legs. You know, and and she makes eighty million, and 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 the, and the other girls make one hundred and thirty million, and uh, and you know, and they don't even talk about how much the janitors make. But you know, it's it's just money, and it's it's just it's just what we give people because we think we're getting a lot of satisfaction from them. And yet when we go to see our doctors, they don't give us a lot of satisfaction. And I'm not trying to call them names. The, uh, I think most doctors are well-meaning. I was well-meaning when I was a, a bank robber. I just didn't do it well. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, it's, um, the, you know, the question I never got a chance to pose to you, Adam, even though I tried, was... <laughs> Um, why would any government, any institution of medicine, or any institution of uh, compassion want to make the lives of women miserable? There's money in it. Okay, but I mean, would you have sold your mother for money? Okay, here he comes. David, everybody sit down, get your crying rags. This is real stuff, and it's now time we do something about it. Thank you. I saw a little boy today. I saw a little boy today who didn't want to fight. The other children laughed at him. It was a frightening sight. Someone asked what for 
their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. 
some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU-band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for one of 40 $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
Thank you, Frank. It, uh, in, right now in Murray, Utah, it's raining gloriously. And we haven't used that song for a couple of days, so that, thank you very much. Um, this is a Sulphur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadioNetwork.com. That's how you're hearing us. Unless you're up in a spaceship and you can figure out satellite KU band, I guess. And the um, and we're discussing the fact that due to hate and certain missing minerals in our bodies, we are destined down a road of self-destruction. And everybody's talking about it. They're calling it all kinds of things. And our study members, who now have sort of appreciated life, aren't interested in ending it. 600,000 people who aren't interested in the end of anything. And as we grow, there'd be less interest in, in the end of anything. And maybe we can turn this into a paradise. Our opening song says, we, you know, a paradise. We can make this a paradise. So, Krugman Ramon's still busy on assignment, but he should join us. Uh, Adam Bergstrom has joined us, and uh, and Richard L. Stump had had his birthday on the third of December, and and he's now embarrassed, so he's sort of hedging on his age. Says he's 38. So uh, if everyone wants to sing Happy Birthday to you, Happy Birthday to you, Happy Birthday, dear Richard. Happy Birthday to you. you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome. Are uh, there 92 candles? I, I don't believe that song was that. Frank can tell us. I don't. I think it was 13 candles. Ooh. 16 candles. I don't think it was 92 candles. Um, but I could be wrong. And, you know, we could get a new song. Yeah. You know, and, and what's wrong with a new song? What's wrong with an old song? I wrote to right. Alan yeah, chewed him out for not being on because while I was driving in the car, I hit the button on the radio, and what came out was violin music. And all of a sudden, my road rage was gone. <laughs> I, I, I put the AK-47 in, in the trunk, the secret compartment in the trunk, and, and, I, re, and I released the... Uh, the depth charges that were set to go off from the hubcaps. Um, you know, it's music really can soothe the savage beast. And and Goebbels realized that if it can soothe the savage beast, we can probably incite him into a riot. You know, and we just haven't talked about 440. It's not an engine for a Mopar. It's the frequency that was assigned to A by a guy who didn't like kids. Is it Go was it Goebbels? Was it, was it really Goebbels? Hmm. I've known you know, about I've, that sort of thing for a long time. There's a frequency someplace around a cat's frequency. If you get it just right, it breaks bones. I saw that in a 1940s science journal. Well, I know, but that's sort of a silly thing for music, isn't it? Definitely. They, uh, piano yeah, players yeah, I mean, have cracked windows doing that. Well, and I know glazers who probably like that sort of activity because they get to replace the glass, but, you know, there's, it's really easy to break things. Trying to put them back together is often more difficult. But if you don't break them in the first place, you don't have to put them back together. 
That's why that cleansing is easy in the body. It's building. That's where the energy has to be to do. You know, being that you're into mesmerism and all that sort of stuff and lightning bolts, uh, <laughs> what do you think is the importance of dreaming as far as our biology is concerned? Because I've developed what I think must only be a theory from watching what happens. But I would imagine that over the years, because you mentioned that the uh, Swami nitty-gritty never slept, so he said. Yep, well, I hung around him, and he sure worked. Well, I know, but you, yeah, but you, you see, but you slept. You know, he, he, he could have been running down to the corner store and having a nap while you were sleeping. I know. Actually, one time, uh, the first time I realized he really wasn't kidding, he stayed up all night, and I tried to stay up with him. I finally napped a, a little about 3 in the morning, and yeah. then I looked up to look at him, and he had his eyes closed, but as soon as I looked at him, he looked at me. So I realized he was still awake. Then, about 6 o'clock, he got bored just sitting there, so he uh, went left for a while, came back about two hours later, wherever he went. So, uh, you know, he wore me out. Um, I've known girls like that. So dreaming has a lot to do with that, by the way, because uh, yeah. my and this seems to go along pretty much with both what Edgar Cayce said and what uh, modern dream researchers say. Basically, it gets rid of toxic engrams. I'm changing the language up a little bit there. Okay. Like everything that you knew was wrong while you were awake, you make up for in sleep and redo it. And often there's a resistance pattern. That's why you have such, you know, people will have frustrating dreams like that. But that's one of the oh, main reasons uh, they dream. In oh. fact, the yogis like Adano don't dream at all. They didn't need to because yeah. every action was done uh, in the Bible. They call it uh, when Moses uh, is going to speak to the Pharaoh, I believe, and yeah. they go against each other's rods, and the one uses the rod of magic or kundalini, and yeah. God tells Moses, hey, I'm going to speak through you. So God speaks through him, even though he stutters, and that's the, you don't have any trauma if you're, if you're just reflecting the environment into your life. You know, uh, we have to keep this a secret, but, you know, Flanagan told me that because of his stutter, he thought he was Moses. <laughs> he could have been. One never now knows. He has a youth, yeah, now he has a youthful voice. The, uh, you know, the, uh, I, as as a child, I was quite a dreamer. As a, as a, as a teenager, and, and when I found out what girls were, my dreams changed. And, uh, <laughs> And the you know and, and then I went into that work process where the dreams became you just took the work home and I think during that period of time when I was working at the medical center I aged a ton I got really old you know working with all those dead people and uh, but since uh, you know I've encountered sulfur I'm remembering the things that were good from those deals. And, and, and I don't. We don't really get a lot of report on frustrating dreams, because you know the the dream is intended. It's got to be a good movie, or you won't stay for the whole movie. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll just get up and leave, or go buy popcorn, or mess and, with conscious dreaming. Uh, you can do that. Lucid dreaming, where you actually change the dreams while you're in the dream. It can't be done, but well, it's difficult. I had worked up when I 
was working with that, I worked up to maybe once a month I could do it. Otherwise, you can dream you're consciously changing the dream, which is not consciously changing the dream. No, you're just you're seeing new things. Yep. Well, I thought that you'd say that because the other night I dreamed that I was dreaming, and I was in a horrible nightmare, and then I said, oh, I'm just dreaming. But I didn't wake up. I was still dreaming, and I was in a different place dreaming. Wow, that's neat. Of course, neat. then I did really wake up. Yeah, exactly. Now, if, if I could, if I could share, you know, share, share this little tidbit of mine. Uh, it's been advertised that I'm the world's. Uh, I have the most crashes on a hang glider than any other living pilot. <laughs> and uh, but on October 10, uh, 1976, I went and did something you're not supposed to do. I flew alone. I mean, it was just perfect. The fact that no one else was there, I was going to fly, so I flew. And I, and I flew down the ridge, and I flew back down around the ridge. I did my first true 360 without a crash. No one else was there to save me if I did. And then I got out over the freeway and did another 360 over the freeway. That's two miles away. And then I fly back, and then I noticed my dog's been chasing me. <laughs> and there's red spots in the snow. Hmm. You know, and, and then I, I realized that there's, you know, three ranges of mountains that I can see from the elevation of my back. And on my right wing is an eagle. Next to the eagle, not a friend of the eagle, is a peregrine. On my left wing is a robin. When I flew that flight, I didn't see them or didn't notice them. Hmm. Now I could go back to that same flight and I can tell you where the weeds were compared to the sagebrush was, where the rocks were. You know, it, we register all of that in our mind. Why? So that we can go to the movies and allow our bodies to regenerate. You know, if, if, if we could get sulfur across the road to Oprah, what would happen is she would become a beautiful woman. She is a beautiful woman. But she's become sort of a... Uh, uh, you know, the Queen of Hearts. A rotund black Queen of Hearts. Can you have a black Queen of Hearts? Maybe. Yeah, and, and then we've got, the, you know, the Joker next door. I mean, whatever someone wants to do, as long as it doesn't harm someone else and you don't put children in child labor, labor camps and you don't make them kill uh, other little children, then we could probably have a good time. You know, if we get rid of most of the cops, and we get rid of all of the uh, what they, the criminal thinking. And, I mean, Utah has announced that they probably are going to end the homeless r routine. And I really think it's possible because we've had so many big buildings that have businesses in them that have gone broke. Hey, perfect homeless thing. And it's sort of in keeping with what, you know, the LDS church says. And I, you know, but it's, it, the church didn't cause the homeless. The state didn't cause the homeless. Disease didn't cause the homeless. Alcohol didn't cause the homeless. The fact that we don't care for our fellow man caused the homeless. You know, the, uh, the, the good Samaritans <coughs> hang around and nursemaid this idiot who was down in the ditch, but he covered his cough. You know, we don't have to become Florence Nightingales, but we can at least, you know, we can at least see that there's a, there's a need that we may be able to address and, and, and actually do something about it instead of sticking our nose in the air and saying, oh, that's so disgusting. 
Oh, that's just so disgusting. <clears throat> so disgusting. You know, the, the, the people who want to control the population, if they can get everybody mandatory vaccines, then they'll be able to control the, vaccine, the, the population. I haven't seen Joe for a couple of days. We went down and got vaccinated. We buried him yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's not that everyone's evil. It's that um, they don't know what honor is anymore. You know, if, if you've been evil, you may not be able to hold your chin up while you're in front of, you know, a bunch of 80-year-old people who are naked. It's a gradual thing. One thing leads to another. And, and you know, and if the biology is allowed to work right, even without interference from the Antarians, it will. But in the meantime, you know, we have to get it to work right. Uh, I had someone else mention that they're, they've got a connection to uh, Miss Bill Mullison in Australia. Uh, and you did you get that patent for the uh, compressed air gasoline conversion? The oil companies destroyed all the books. <laughs> oh no! I sent you the patent. But, I sent you the drawings. Aha! Uh-huh. You did. Uh, and yeah, and, and Putin staying with a guy who can make anything. He told me so. He just—he actually blatantly told me so. I, I'm an engineer. I can make anything. I said far out. I know Bill Mollison obviously has him, and he's doing a lot of good going around, bringing rain. All you have to do in California to bring rain is bring the trees back. They they bring the rain. We're cutting them all down for vineyards and rice fields and golf courses and swimming pools. Well, um, there's a, uh, in Cedar City, there's a golf course that's actually in and among the Red Rocks. And and you may get attacked by a coyote or a mountain lion while you're on the ninth tee. Uh-huh. You know, but it's a legitimate golf course, but it's just in the red rocks with the snakes and the, you know and all that sort of stuff and the vultures. By the way, uh, Murray, Utah has been attacked by a, a series of enough crows to qualify for a scene from the movie <laughs> The Birds. The Birds, yes. <laughs> and, and I'm not sure what to make of it. Maybe what. what Richard, what does it mean when the crows come to town? Is there, isn't there some biblical reference to that? When a what comes to town? Yeah, the crows have come to town, and they're big mothers, too. The crows? Crows. The ravens. Oh, yeah. The raven. <laughs> oh, uh, when did they come to town? I haven't seen any. Well, they've been in town for I'm talk- months. No, no, no I'm, talk- I'm talking about Murray, Utah. Oh, Utah? I don't know. Yeah, let me exaggerate. There must be at least 10,000 of them. I think that's an exaggeration. But it was amazing to me that there were all these black birds. It must be something good there because ravens are intelligent, very smart. Well, I did stop and see if any of them were Muslims. (laughs) They weren't. You know, uh, the... uh, I can't remember a time that being Irish really was a detriment to my fulfilling any role in life. Um, Except for Darwin. He believed the uh, Irish were 
not fit to survive, as he did the Latins and the Italians and the Arabs. He was uh, he was quite a racist. And one of the elite, by the way, he was fabulously yeah. wealthy. The, um, the interesting thing about Darwin is his, his belief in the book was so strong that you can see all of the contradictions in his work. But when it's all said and done, then he's going to let his work speak and just ignore what he just contradicted. Um, you know, the, he was very, very wealthy, but he had support from the other people who were wealthy who didn't like God. He was sent out to assassinate God, even though he believed in God. Same thing that with is, Snopes trial too. Oh, people you know, think it was about monkeys. It wasn't about monkeys. It no, was about no. the control. Uh, yeah. No, no I, you know, I, it was. It, you know, someone comes to your door in, in San Cerrito and and says, uh, "We have your uh, DAP vaccine." Uh, uh, before you go back to school, I'm a little too old for school. Now, we don't care. We have a report here that says we give this to you. Now, you're either going to let us do this or we're going to shoot you. That's what it's about. You know, it's it's uh, believing that you're right in your ignorance and then forcing someone who else who may have a different opinion and may actually be right in their non-arrogance. Um, you know, it's just a it's Strother Martin all over again. What we have here is a failure to communicate. When the Puritans burned witches, they believed they were saving their souls. Hmm. Well, Same they thing. also yeah, they also had a lot of kindling they had to get rid of. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's, 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 here's God-fearing people afraid of a woman. Now, come on. God, sure. well, the big uh, the big flaw in the uh, theory of evolution is slipsism. Uh, man okay. assumes he's the center of the universe, and he's the most wonderful thing ever developed. And that's just uh, narcissistic slipsism. That's all it is. Well, you just think that you're the. They, they used to think the Earth was the center of the universe, and that uh, that's why we were here. And then they think that we uh, are the highest thing evolution can do, but they do not, they can't show the sequence. So it's just well, a ridiculous theory based on uh, speculation. Right, and uh, and I and I agree totally. Um, the I have known. Remember, I'm the guy who photographed all the bad stuff. Okay, so uh, I didn't photograph these people because they were fit into the uh, evolutionary chain. I photographed them because they were dead, and it was my job to photograph their parts, in essence. Right, right. Oh, but well, the thing is, see, the, the people yeah, but, uh, forget oh, oh, there is no time, which means that God has to create continuously. And you were being created right now. Every molecule in your body is busy doing whatever the task the master scientist set it for. Right, and we can stop hating anybody. So he, we uh, depend on God to live, and then they have the nerve to say there couldn't be any God. <laughs> I mean, that's, well, but they got these turtles in the Galapagos or whatever they, they call. have a, a catch twenty two problem that they can't realize that being alive is God's intention because He's creating you continually, 
And if you want to stay alive, you better take organic sulfur. I agree. Matter of fact, those people who take organic sulfur have to raise their right hand and agree not to die. Well, they're more alive than your normal people. But a normal a person that's not had it doesn't realize they have the lack of it until they've been on it for a few months. And then it'll hit them. My goodness, I feel younger than I did a year ago. And I lost 20 pounds. Uh, you know, you can lose any amount of weight you want. And we start eating properly because we throw that in as a bonus. Exactly. The uh, A very, very nice lady called me on the phone and she said, I have not felt this good since I was 10 years old. You know, it's... Um, I, I, I thought maybe that we should hire writers, but I don't think it's necessary because the calls I get are, are have got to be the best copy that anybody could ever think of because it's true. You know, and on that note, we'll go to the break and hear the music and we'll see you back in five and we may even have Crude and Ramon back with us. See you then. have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
66851 or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com or simply call 316-619-4886. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Got a package full of wishes A time machine, a magic wand A globe made out of gold No instructions or commandments Laws of gravity or indecisions to uphold History does start right now, as we were discussing. This is Patrick McGeehan. The host and my co-host is Richard L. Stump from Muncie, Indiana. A lot of our, our people have probably been taken captive by the, uh, uh, the 1984 folks. Mark is being re- detained in Australia, and uh, John's on assignment. And um, Cruton is still doing math because he hasn't called us back. But, you know, Frank could call him again. He said he may be available at 8. We try him at 8 to 7. And it's, um, it's, it's just as, as Richard described. It's an ongoing process. Some of us were conceived in the back of a Chevy. Some of us were conceived in the back of a Dodge. Some of us were conceived in a bed. Wow. And from that point, the master plan is regenerate, 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 and when it finally starts, you die. I not thought of that before. I don't think that's a good analogy. That's so, Matthew... Matthew twelve twenty three. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Yeah, exactly. And it's um, uh, I've really I just got way too much familiarity with dead people. I hope everyone will forgive me. Hmm. Um, 
the uh, and I've learned so much more from those who speak. <laughs> and you know, and it's and it's for for a, for a kid who likes to learn stuff. It's great. Or the I dead mean, don't it, dance, as they say. <laughs> yeah, and and we enough of us don't dance. You know, there should be more dancing instead of fighting. We should have you know, if we're going to have a, a a war in the Middle East, we should have the the the. Uh, the Jews dancing against the Palestinians dancing, and then we'll have that guy from England tell us who's the winner after we all call in and vote. Well, like the origin of breakdancing, which was first invented to defuse gang fights in New York. Red dancing? Break dancing. Yeah, then it ended up being oh, the... Break uh, dancing. Oh, yeah, breakdancing. Oh, break, breakdancing. I thought, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm of that era of West Side Story. Matter of yep. fact, Officer, Officer Krupke was over today. <laughs> he came over, yeah. He's retired now. And the, uh, yeah, it's, uh, if you're a shark or you're a jet, <laughs> now does that mean that you are, uh, as, as you know, Cindy said, which is the uh, babysitting uh, kids, one of the little kids said to this other little kid, you're a Negro. This is a five-year-old. Well, it, it's uh, the. Uh, I guess we should. What we should do is follow the secret agent man's motto: give away our names and take on numbers. So instead of Adam being Adam, well, and by the way, it is a Tom, isn't it? A Tom. A T dash O M M M M M M M and M. Oh my goodness! Uh, that's resonant. At Om. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you know, uh, and we haven't had our frequency people back on, but that's what it's all about. That's only when I'm in a yoga mood, of course. Now, when you're in a yoga mood, do you tell your yoga mat that you're happy with it? That's that you're enamored by it. No, I just watch Vibrant Gal do yoga. Oh, oh, you assimilate. You do, you do a yoga assimilation. Oh, I've heard about that. Yoga assimilation. It's easier. Yeah, you you watch it, and then you you get the benefits. Burns less calories, too. Well, I, 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 you don't really have a lot of mass to deal with. <laughs> That's true. So, but, you know, the uh, you know to get back to the... Uh, we're, we're trying to fill in until we find out because it's about time that we can call and see if Croton's available. available. Uh, I want to talk to him about math, and he wants to talk about what he's learned about sulfur. And they're the, sort of the same thing. Uh, you know, if there's a geometric progression on as far as the growth of our study members, it's because these people, now, don't tell anybody, they talk to each other. Hmm. Now, you're in San Cerrito. Talking to each other is not allowed, is it? Uh, there's big, wherever, walls. You know, big walls and hedgerows blocks the process. I, you know, see, we went to we went to Arizona uh, for Thanksgiving. It was a wonderful, you know, rest, and we were behind a big wall, and we were, you know, in a, in a big wall community. And I finally got this bucket. Do you remember the scene from uh, the the guy who was not really in, enjoying life? He was just in a movie with oh, the, you know, with the, the mask guy. The yeah. Story? Uh, the Truman Story? With Jim yes, Kemp? of course. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I, I found this old uh, mud bucket, and I took <laughs> it over next to the wall. 
I looked over. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I was so, the remembering was so amazing. And except for cars going up and down the, this area, there was no place for humans. And, you know, and, and so... Um, it was it was uh, it was a lot. It was no, it was nicer than jail, but it was a lot like jail. Hmm. We didn't have a hot tub in jail, and we didn't have great grandkids. But I mean, it was, it was, I thought, what a weird thing. And I remember the when they talk about the little ticky tacky houses in Daly City. When I saw those houses in Daly City, I thought they were really very nice houses. Except I noticed there was you didn't you didn't have neighbors. You just had a courtyard thing and and the guy that we were visiting was a heart technician he was the guy who kept people alive with the pump and, uh, and I thought that, that was where he lived was interesting analogy hmm. yeah uh, well, I, you know I don't really have that much time on my hands but if the phone isn't ringing I have to think about something <laughs> Every every time I try to listen to uh, one radio network, and it's I mean I almost don't answer the phone. You know it's really interesting, but I know that it's archived, so I can go back and listen to it on the archives. I haven't ever had a chance to do that. Have you? <laughs> I've listened to a few. Okay. I've been as busy as a uh, mosquito in a nudist camp too. You know I'm <laughs> glad you brought I'm glad you brought that up. Do we, did Was that the name of the show or a title to a movie or what? <laughs> <laughs> it's called no. I, I'm as Busy as a Jehovah's Witness in Doors R Us. <laughs> okay, so, all right, well, let's, so the reason that I think it's interesting is this, because um, I don't think we've really mentioned this. If you add sulfur to your diet, mosquitoes and ticks and and velociraptors don't <laughs> like the smell of your blood. Ah. And they leave you alone. Now, figure, uh, come on, is that, can, can they smell that good, do you think? Yeah, they can. <laughs> Most people don't notice it because they're not being bitten by mosquitoes. But when I mentioned, you know, the one guy in Louisiana said, well, you know, last year the mosquitoes stole my Cadillac. They're attracted by infrared radiation, which is the true, uh, the pheromone aspect of smell can go right through solid walls that are totally airproof because it's infrared radiation. That was proved in the top science story of 1947. Conveniently forgotten by our medical textbooks. But you, you, that bastion of saving tidbits of knowledge which could basically save a solid wall, didn't forget it. You know, it's the uh, Fahrenheit 451, a lot of people think it ends in the book and in the movie very, very strangely. No. It's someone who has taken that bit of knowledge and they've, you know, committed it to memory. Now, you know, all throughout the Bible it says to do exactly the same thing. 
and uh, I haven't done that, and I haven't committed any books to knowledge either, because, you know, I'm me. But at least Adam has an understanding and a love for what those words mean regarding his ability to return home to Antares. <laughs> you know, he's got to, he's got to, he's got to, he's got to, he's got to find out how to make the dilithium crystals work. That's right. Yeah, and so it's uh, the um, those people who don't, who aren't interested in learning something. And, uh, and I, what came to mind when I said that is, years ago when I was an orderly in the operating room and I didn't have anybody to go pick up for them to cut up, I would go down to the doctor's lounge where all the doctors were smoking. And it was right across from room number six, which is our heart room, and, the, and the, the ventilating from the system went right into room six. I loved it. Uh, and not many of the doctors were asking if they had any tricks they could use for their next surgery. They actually weren't even discussing anything that was medical. Generally, they'd be talking about hunting or fishing, you know, or, or, or killing themselves a Kodiak bear. Um, it's, you know, it's, uh, geeky people always want to learn. They just may not know how to communicate what they learn. But if we tell them that we love them, they'll stop trying to kill us off. So, Mark Zuckerberg, if you're listening tonight, we love you. We <laughs> love your wife, Priscilla. We love your baby, Max, and our concern is for Max. I think you heard that? Even if his wife's a doctor, we, uh, we'll let that go, too. Um, Isn't she a pediatrician, come to think of it? My God. I Well, uh, you know, and, and I think that really is the case. Um, but, you know, the majority of the pediatricians that uh, that are in the study, and we have a number of them, they're still sort of vaccinating. I and mean, it's not my job hmm. to tell them what to do. And, you know, and, uh, and and being I don't try to really search people out to, in, in bombard, them. I bombard you with stuff because you're crazy enough to read it. <laughs> you know, the, Richard doesn't read all the stuff I send to him. He's you know, he's got more experience than you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, Well, i got about 20 years to catch up to him. Well, you know, and if, and if you were to start taking sulfur, you'd have uh, an, another four decades on top of that. You By know, the way, I, I honor his wisdom because a lot of people, when they get 90 or so, they just basically don't learn anything as they go. But obviously, Doc Stump is an example of constant learning. Well, oh, thank you. Yeah, I think that was very nice. The uh, you have to remember he's in Muncie, Indiana. I mean, you know that's where they made the uh, the uh, the Hurst uh, shifter and the, and the and the, all those gears that make idiots who drive cars love going fast. Aha! Uh-huh. You know, hmm. it's, and, and I'm not sure. I don't know why Muncie is the gear capital of the world, and I'm not even sure it is. But hey, Warner Gear, the guy invented it, uh, worked at Warner Gear. He was an engineer out there, and uh, but was is Warner Gear was it originally yeah. in Indiana? They had the They had the original patent on the automatic transmissions. Still got it, I guess, because it was improved quite a bit. But well, uh, Atom gave me an invention. 
<laughs> you just mentioned in passing, and, and I've invented it. I'm pretty sure it's brand new. That's how you know it just wham, it hits you. By the way, that's better than Guelph, Canada. They're known because they invented the jock strap. Well, I, I'm one of the best inventors ever because I invented the way to invent. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> you know, and now they call it a song. <laughs> well, you know, uh, they, these women would really love it if they would just get on that organic sulfur. Now, you take like a pole dancer, as they get older, they can't, they can't dance, but after they've been on this organic sulfur, they can get back to dancing again. Now, Richard, I don't know why you, why you I mean, I agree totally, but you, I don't know why you brought it up, but, um, you know, Edward Snowden's girlfriend is living with him in Russia. And I, and yeah, right. she's probably a pole dancer. She doesn't know. She advertises herself as a there. Yeah, I mean the uh they let her in. They're not afraid of pole dancers. Little Well, I them they live there's hundreds and thousands and millions of them in Poland. They're all pole dancers. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay Neal Oh, that was sad. I'm sorry I didn't I'm sorry I didn't respond to that. That was a sad joke, wasn't it? That was so bad. That, <laughs> by the way, do they need the eggs? Do you think they'll give it for a hate crime? I like pole dancers myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, uh, Richard has been kind enough to be on our radio show for. Well, I'm sure when they get pregnant, doesn't you can't you can't doubt that. I mean, how the hell are you going to get around it? I understand that, and your girlfriend said that the mouse died. Which well, the one? rabbit died. I'm sorry. The, the, which one? <laughs> Cruton, where are you? Cruton, Ramon, where are you? We, He's an amateur. <laughs> the, uh, I think they deprived. Well, actually, the Muslims are depraved or deprived. Well, I say she deprived. They don't get enough virgins when they die. They've been shortchanged. Well, you know, the thing is, uh, if if the unwashed peasants of County Mayo could come to the United States and, and make something of themselves, and, and, and if the uh, and those who were sent to Australia as convicts could make something of themselves, and the, uh, and the people in Peru, you know, could actually make something of themselves again, you know, they forgot that they had done us once before, um, we may just get excited about what we can make, not what we can blow up or kill. You know, we can have, instead of American Idol, we could, you know, we could start seeing who can grow the best tomato. I would love to see a tomato contest. Something I eat every day, by the way. Pretty much. Well, and they're... uh, when people say, do not eat nightshades, I know you know the reference from whence that bad information came. Yes, and also the noni berry, they forget. That's a nightshade, too. Um, the noni berry? It's a nightshade. So people who who eat uh, who won't eat nightshades often forget that. They eat noni. Well, you know, but 
exactly. It, is a is a nightshade? Is to, should we appear or think that it's a dark skinned thing uh, that's never been allowed in the sun, and that's why we should hate it? Yeah. I mean, is this another name game? I heard that people would go to sleep in the fields, and a, a, a nightshade family <coughs> tends to off gas uh, carbon dioxide. They switch their metabolism at night, so some people apparently didn't wake up when they went to sleep in a tomato field, and that's where that came from. Supposedly, a lot of the tomato is poisonous. You know, the the leaves and stems, but the fruit isn't. Well, Unless that's it's why the, really that's green. The, yeah, that's why the medical marijuana people have never tried to smoke uh, tomato plants. <laughs> oh, by the way, those people who were enamored by medical marijuana, um, sulfur replaces medical marijuana for pain. The people who were in the study who are med- medical marijuana cardholders still go there to get high, but the pain's gone. The growers get around it here in California. They combine it with hops. It doesn't take away the potent power, the potency of the marijuana, but from the air it looks like hops. And they grow it in the in the part of California where hops is grown. I think it's in the eastern uh, side of California. Hey, it's, it's just the beer industry trying to monopolize on the cannabis. <laughs> uh, yeah. Know, I mean, we have people in Minnesota who drink beer. I mean, they drink beer. And I have to say, look, it's not water. You can drink the beer, but you've got to drink the water. And hops will give you breasts, too. So people have to watch drinking that beer. They get a big pregnant belly, and they get breasts. Well, don't tell Caitlin. Uh, what's, what's his name? <laughs> no, but um, the uh, way before that was news. I was managing a nursing unit in Utah, and uh, and our our uh, clerk, you know, the person who kept everything straight, was a was a really really smart girl, homely as hell, but smart girl, and her her husband was on the surgery list and also had a room on our unit, and he was becoming a girl. Now this is this is you know this is 1970. So he was coming in to have a, become a girl, and then he went down back to hit the room. It was 3:33, as a matter of fact. I created the room, and um, and he wanted to know if he could borrow his wife's jewelry. Now that must give you an idea that the psychiatrist who did this was a sick puppy, because he knew where the wife was. You know, I mean, some people just like to devise these ways to see if they can't make weird shit happen. Pardon my French. So, um, the, that's way too heavy for this conversation. You know, we're just here to get rid of hate and fear and disease. And um, and, and, and politicians who uh, believe that Al Capone is still alive. Well, he's, uh, hey, he was seen at the Waldorf Astoria with, with Hitler and Elvis two days ago. I mean, can the, can, the, can the press be wrong? Is that possible? By the way, who were the shooters at San Bernardino? And who paid for them? And why was the SWAT team dressed in uniform when it happened? Oh, because they were they they had gone out for lunch at uh, 
that Chuckarama. <laughs> Very convenient. Uh, Didn't even have to gear up. Since we last spoke, I've gotten 150 orders for rocks from Australia. Wow. You know, if they can't have a gun, they, these are the best rocks. They're just, you know, they've been rolled down the mountain and rolled in there to this perfect shape, perfect weight, perfect size. And such a deal. And as a cold. child, we had epic rock fights. Did anybody die from them? I split a kid's head open. Didn't mean to. Well, that, you know, but he survived. He survived. He got a couple of stitches. Yeah. But, but we do. It's amazing any of us survived those rock fights. I oh, mean, you know, tremendous rock fights from a lot of kids. We used, you know, we would. There was we had uh, mounds of dirt, and they were dirt clots. And if you threw them up like a grenade, they'd explode like a grenade. If you threw them hard at someone, the head would get split open like you did. But if we didn't stop just because he's got blood all over. We just kept going. Hmm. You know, and the uh, is that a learned thing or were we born wanting to be Audie Murphy? Hmm. Well, you know, I don't know the answer to that. But the, um, uh, with, you, with you getting a hold of Kirk Douglas and, and, and this other guy getting a hold of Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then if we get a hold of Arnold Schwarzenegger, we get a hold of all those other old guys that are too old, you know, to be really superheroes, and then we'll get Lindsay Mills, who's uh, Edward Snowden's, you know, uh, girlfriend, and a, an interesting woman. Now, if someone says, well, you know, um, a person who dances on a pole is a, a pole dancer. Mm-hmm. Women have been dancing in front of women and men uh, since, boy, long before the the, the, the pier in, at Far Rockaway. In you the know, Middle East, they call it body dancing. Here, we're obsessed with the belly, so we call it belly dancing. Well, uh, hang on. I mean, consider that the body of a woman was designed. The body of a man was made. Uh-huh. The body of a woman was designed. I just, I mean, I'm not one of those guys who just finds these really well proportioned and really, you know, Herculean men uh, uh, necessarily appealing. Because when I wrestled, those are the guys I beat. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, if if you're just trying to find a mate, I guess that's okay. But it's, you know, it's what does it say? How are we communicating with each other? Are you terribly standoffish at the uh, uh, the um, you know fruit stand in your neighborhood? Mm. Do you hide, hide behind per- a tree and ask if they use chemical fertilizers. <laughs> That's a vibrant gal's job. So you you do uh, secondary yoga. And you also do secondary interrogating. Yep, she's good. She's an expert. She can pick out the exactly what fruit and what vegetable. In fact, people often see her and ask her for advice at the market. No, exactly. You have to remind me. Where did she find you? <laughs> it all happened over uh, prunes. At the same place. 
<laughs> no, she asked me where I could find uh, where she could find prunes with pits in them. Okay. And I went on a uh, and finally uh, she found them before I found them. But right. It had a happy ending. Now we can eat our prunes with pits. Well, you know, but I mean, she must have checked Facebook to find out that you've been married probably more times than Henry VIII. <laughs> I mean, Who, did she, I mean, didn't, didn't she vet you at all? I mean, come on. Wasn't she worried that your green card glowed, the green card glowed in the dark? <laughs> yes, plus being from Antares. The, uh, over the years, I've you know learned that it really is girls' choice and tell you right, and and some how some people meet is like that. This is your life, Ralph Everett's thing. Um, you know, men think they had a role in it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> God, are we stupid? Uh, you know, and it's um, and some of us learn how to communicate before we get all tied up. It's time for music. We'll see you in five. Another man gone, gone, the damage needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Zuckerberg should 
ban the anti-vaxxers from mm. Facebook. Isn't yeah. it amazing that, yeah, that, a, that a journalist would say, censor this, these people, censor them. Oh, my goodness, there's no First Amendment. See, you know, no... Time magazine was founded by Bones Man, so we can expect such things. 1920, Bones Man, Skull and Bones, you know, Henry Luce. And, and I didn't mean to say the Times. This guy writes for the New York Times. Yep. And, and you know, and, and he's and he's just he's praising Mark and Priscilla, and you know, like my the question I was asked, well, what about what about Max? You know, what about this little kid? The editor uh, at, at large at Time. He's the one who wants Mark Zuckerberg to take a stronger stance by kicking. The anti-vaxxers off of Facebook. Meanwhile, of course, he's taken his stand, as we all know, in May, I believe, by saying people who are anti-vaxxers are stupid. <laughs> well, well, I'm proudly they, stupid. <laughs> yeah, the uh, if if someone could just demonstrate a single example, just one that vaccines have done any good whatsoever, then I guess I wouldn't be up in arms about the pedophilia. You know, the dictionary says, he who harms a child. The Catholics got in the sexy part because they wouldn't let him marry. You know, I mean, it, it, someone who, if you follow Genesis, where does it say, don't let the Catholic priest marry? Where does it say, I don't, did I miss that, didn't I? And uh, the, it's, it, you know, it's just you can't. You, if you're going to take biology out of your belief system, then your belief system may be flawed. And I'm not trying to judge you. I'm just trying to discuss this in the form of biology. Yeah, it's not so, even in the Catholic Bible, by the way. <laughs> well, it's uh, if someone wants to believe the Douay or you know the uh, the Vulgate, I think that's perfectly all right because belief is very important. You have to have a belief. But if your belief then allows you to harm other people, then you're not reading your own damn book. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, we have to consider that our only real legacy are the children. I mean, you know, in 92 years ago, the legacy was Richard L. Stump. And worked out pretty good. You know, but we, it's, one of my favorite lines from movies is Christopher Lloyd says to Marty McFly, "We have to go back to the future. Your kids are screwing everything up." <laughs> well, why are they screwing everything up? Because that's the way we taught them. You know, it, it, we don't we don't have to find a, a, a scapegoat for what's going on. We just have to realize that things aren't going on very well. You know the people who were the the, uh, uh, the robber barons and the uh, and the and the pirates, and you know and the people like that and the people who like to do slave <clears throat> trade. I mean, you know, if, uh, Adam, we could you know we could turn the, a great white slave trade business in between the, the Earth and, and Terrace. <laughs> I mean, we could make a lot of money. Some but, people even believe that's going on. <laughs> Well, they they do, and I didn't want to expose them totally, um, because some people say they need the eggs. 
<laughs> I wish I had a, I wish I had a drum roll. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I so, like that joke. That's a funny one. <laughs> it, it really is, and you know, and I want to I want to get everyone tell everybody next week uh, in the red trunks will be Richard L. Stump, and in the orange trunks will be Adam or Andrew Goss. Uh huh. And the octagon will be called the Fed. I thought he'd be in the gold trunks. Uh, I, we thought that was a little obvious. <laughs> yelling, yelling. She'll, she'll be in the gold trunks. Okay. Well, she, no, no, she'll be in the black and white trunks. She's the referee. Uh-huh. I know she hasn't confirmed yet. You know, it's hard to say. <laughs> it's hard to say. It's, um, you know, it, what I find that's interesting about, you know, trying to produce a radio show that you're on is, when when your guests can't really make it, uh, it's nice having a, a choir that wants to talk about stuff. Hmm. I mean, uh, when you talk to people who do two hours nonstop, and it's just them talking, about the only person I know who can pull it off is a guy who will be on our show. His name is Arturus Ra. <coughs> and he's a Heinz 57, just like Crude and Ramon. And, uh, but a uh, he, he can start talking, and and you you catch yourself holding your breath because you notice he hasn't taken a breath. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but and but what comes out is really pretty reasonable. You know, for a Heinz fifty seven kid, and 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 he's up in uh, the uh, energy country in Sedona. So. Um, we actually have an audience. We've been told that we have an audience. They've looked at the numbers, and we actually have an audience, and we appreciate it. Thank you very, very much. And, you know, you can get organic sulfur anywhere. It just has to work, but you can get it from American Voice Radio Network and uh, and, and other sundry people. But it has to work. It has to work. You know, if it doesn't work, then you must have got it somewhere wrong. But by getting it somewhere wrong, we learn something. Another wrong. Does that make any sense? By the way, did you know that David Wolf is is bringing back the uh, Japanese water experiments? Hmm. You know, if you talk to your water. Ah, yes. Trouble is, it doesn't it doesn't work because that's the third state of water and not the fourth state of water. Well, and I, that's sort of the reason I brought it up because you know I've never met the guy, and I, I think I'm, I'm always tickled pink about you know why I see him do it. He's the uh, the crocodile hunter of of nat- natural foods. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he evidently has no uh, no buttons on his shirts, but that's okay, you know. I I that's. If if someone can be so remarkable that you can sort of remember, oh, you see this picture somewhere, you go, well, who's that? Oh, I remember who that is. Um, it's sometimes you have to wave a flag to get someone uh, an idea that you'd like to talk to them. <laughs> and you know, and once you can engage in a, in, in a discussion and you don't keep interrupting it with your opinions and you just listen, you learn stuff. And, you know, so within a short period of time, anybody who has money invested in the stock stock companies, not stock companies, drug companies, I would advise you, I don't know anything, but I'd advise you to sell it. 
And if you look at Merck's stock shares and Monsanto's, which is a drug company, they're just trying to kill us, both of them are just taking a headlong dive. And I think Dr. Kenneth is probably responsible for at least Monsanto. And our study members were sort of responsible for Merck and all those anti-vaxxers that you hear about, those horrible, horrible, dastardly anti-vaxxers on Facebook. <laughs> but what about Max? What about this little girl? Um, I haven't spoken with uh, Sophia lately, uh, nor with, with her mom, but a whole bunch of people have listened to that interview on one radio network, and mothers of autistic children have actually thanked me for allowing them to have hope. I didn't do anything. I, I sent them to a website. Yeah, don't give me too much credit. I'm just a researcher. Yeah. It's not that I hate everybody. I don't hate everybody. I don't hate anybody now. I mean, it, it, you know, when, if you can say, that doesn't mean you won't defend yourself. Well, I don't hate anybody. You know, I, I walk into a, a crowded room of uh, Bengal tigers, and I don't hate anybody, but I don't try to start a fight. <laughs> Just doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. You know, they, both songs, the day that the rains came down, it's snowing hard in the mountains, but it's a beautiful rain down here. You know, it's one of those rains that sort of returns the water flow, returns gets everything back in the cycles of life. We're supposed to get some rain here tonight. We'll see. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Uh, the way that this has come in, it may actually go to you, but I'm wondering if you're too far south to get it. Yeah, it's possible. They claim The local weather station claims we're going to get it, but we'll see. Well... Uh, if, if you were to go online and look at the old weather channel for your neck of the wood, you'll see that there's a storm that's dumping on us right now, and it's curling backwards. It's come up from the Gulf, and it's curling backwards towards California. Uh-huh. They may even get rain in Nevada. Oh, my goodness. How <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> you know, any time you see a wash in desert country, and there's a sign that says, you know, go to high ground. They're not kidding. <coughs> the, the, bat, the, big, the latest big flash flood in, uh, down in southern Utah took 17 people. Yeah, my oh. brother lives in Nevada, so I know about that. <laughs> well, now, you didn't tell me you had a brother. Sure, I do. He's up well, there in Reno. Okay, now, with this the biggest little town in the world. Do you have sisters that you haven't told us about? I mean, you're trying to... Predict, is this like uh, uh, the... Uh, what's his name? Lying about his wife? Yeah. Two half-brothers, but they're all on cosmic vacation. They came about 20 years before I did. Are they alive? Nope. Nope. They uh, nope. they succumb to booze. Oh, yes, yes. The Kennedys. The Kennedys. I mean, everyone thinks the Kennedys are pure as the driven snow... Well, no, it comes in a bottle. Uh, I'm sorry and many, to hear that. many wives too. Hmm. Well, yeah, that, that that will drive a man to drink or one drive of, the woman. One of them even married the same woman twice. Hmm. Oh, I've got a lot of you know. The my aunt married the same guy twice, five husbands later. <laughs> he divorced that one twice too. 
Um, well, you know, in Utah, you don't have to ask the, the man to, if you want to divorce you to divorce him. Yikes. It, it's just it's the way it is. You, you can't you can't get around it. So it's um, the uh, we've got a, a couple of minutes, and uh, Richard's one of the best listeners in the world. So you know that's why he hasn't been jumping in on top of what's going on. Uh, but I, I know that he will be working out and getting in shape for next week's discussion about the Fed. And the uh, it's it, it's it's if if we're going to be in the business of not being you know, afraid of anything, then they won't we won't even be afraid of the Fed. How's that? Maybe we can. Yeah, that's exactly. Because, you know, when I proposed it, and, and the way that Adam responded really caught me off guard. I mean, I've read part of his book. I haven't read all of his book. You know, come on, I read uh, uh, Clancy and, and, you know, Patterson. Um, but it's the uh, the systems that we have were intended to work. And if we just, you know, analyze really what's going on, they probably can work. You know, we may have to send a lot of bankers to uh, some leper colony, you know, off the coast of uh, Hawaii or something like that. Um, but everyone else probably has the ability to work as a team, and and solidarity can come up, and we boy, we can go back to honor, and you know, and and it's um, and and you know, if someone drops their wallet on the ground. We'll find. We'll look to see whose it is before we count the money that's in it. Yep. You know, it's an ingenious plan. Anyone who's read the beast, uh, the creature from uh, Jekyll Island, knows that every time someone pays off their house, two people lose their house. So it's the perfect system for the bankers. Uh, well, now that that scares me. I was thinking about paying off a house. Um, is, is, is why you can do it, but then two other people will lose their house because you destroy money when you pay off the debt since it's created like as credit at the bank. So okay. it's not the, – the fiat money doesn't matter. It's the money created at the bank that's the big deal. The fiat money is important, but the real debt is created at the point of the pen of the banker signing your loans and taking back your money. So they tell us we can't destroy money like as kids we do it on the railroad track with pennies, but you can do it with billions of dollars. And if we paid off even 10% of the debt, this country would go down the tubes. That's the but, secret. Yes, but if we stop buying any drugs of pharma because we don't have to anymore, we will not collapse the system. Yep. Because, because then know, people will be healthy. <laughs> yes, yeah. you know, and and then they'll be able to buy things that they want instead of paying off this unhealthy debt. Notice how they're saying that too little sleep hurts you. They want you asleep, and they want to sell all those sleeping medications, and they want you to, instead of spending a couple of hours studying what's going on, they want you asleep in dreamland. That's now, right. Well, you know, it's um, the whole system works with misinformation. Number one, Federal Reserve money is not money. 
1913, they took over the country with the idea that they were going to keep us from having depressions. And all we've had is war and depression ever since. <laughs> and, you know, and the, the war is more profitable for them. Oh, yeah. No, we never came out of the depression. The, the people in, in my city here, just like all over the United States and all over the world, are becoming poorer and poorer and rich get richer and richer. And, and this is not an accident. That's the way the system works until the people revolt. But uh, we're talking 8 billion people. And they're wanting to revolt, but they don't know which way to turn. I think if we reach enough of them with um, the idea of being healthy, they'll know which way to turn. Well, they better look local. The best solution is the local solution. And the government's way too big for this, yeah. the amount of work they do. And the only work is this government work that actually is a waste of time. Well, well they do is borrow money now. If you notice, most cities are wanting to borrow money. They don't have a place to get it. The feds have run out of money. They don't dare put out anymore. No, but, you know, they, uh, there's, there's so many people who depend on catching us doing something wrong, even though we're not doing something wrong. We have too many chiefs watching the chiefs, and, and the Indians are still doing all the work. And, you know, well, it's all coming to a halt in about 30 more days or less. Because they cannot fulfill, the comics cannot get the silver to even up the silver they shorted. They shorted fictitious amounts of silver. It'll bring down all the banks when they when they finally go uh, belly up, and uh, it'll happen about the twelfth next month. And those people who have a credit union, if you take your money out of the bank and put it in the credit union, you may have a little more safety. Well, they better get into silver and gold or uh, anything tangible that you can really use. Yeah, and the, the you know, our... our Especially uh, food. Yeah, it's going to be very short. Yeah, our guest next week is um, uh, Andrew Goss. If you look up Andrew Goss, you'll find out what his, you know, gold company is. But he has those funny old, he has those gold coins that uh, uh, Benjamin Franklin bought a, a piece of tail with, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, I mean, so there's, they have a special value in them other than the fact, you know, especially since they're signed, you know, Benjamin signed a business for Sally. Uh, it's, that was know, probably it's, true of Benjamin Franklin because he belonged well, to he the was, Hellfire Club. <laughs> you know, if you're if you're ugly, you have to pay for it. Uh, sorry. <laughs> you know, if you're ugly, you know, you're going to pay for it. Well, and a lot of ladies he, liked him, too. So. Well, the, um, he was a charming man. You know, I can remember uh, going back in time and being at one of those dance things where he's just standing by the side looking at which of the girls he should try to hit on. Uh, you know, men are, are creatures of creatures. And, and, you know, and, and when men start to realize the symbiotic nature of a relationship, then we have a planet that has a tendency to spin in the proper direction. 
you know, especially within the nebulae where we live. And otherwise, we start grading against the gears of Muncie, Indiana. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I've got four kids, two grandchildren, four great grandchildren under the age of three. And I'm sorry, I'm just not ready to throw them into the mouths of Moloch. And, you know, uh, that's, that's what Mark Zuckerberg and, and, uh, and Bill uh, Gates Jr. seem to be wanting to tell us. Well, you know, they're just kids. Throw them into the mouth. Feed the beast. Feed the beast. Love the babies. Feed the beast. Um, they have an opinion that there's too many unwashed peasants of County Mayo. No, there's not. There's, there's more and more of us every day. And, you know, we'll say no. That is the First Amendment. And and we'll have such a good time that all those people who are talking trash will become very, very depressed. And maybe they will seek out a, a solution. Because we won't be playing their game. Hmm. Remember, the rock's on sale for Australia. Just give us a call. So uh, I'm I'm really surprised that we haven't you know the oh well he shouldn't have been too surprised <laughs> Mark and Richard Adam and Richard thank you very very much Cruden thank you we'll be seeing you next week blue sky green light laws of gravity or indecisions to uphold. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149. 
$149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Four-wheel drive 
Good evening, all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is Thursday, December 10th, 2015. It's about seven and a half minutes after 8 p.m. Pacific time. So if that all works out that it's 8 p.m. Pacific time where you're at, that would be 11 p.m. Eastern time, and that's as much math as I'm doing then we're live. And that means you can participate in this here show several ways. You can call in 800-932-1980. Don't be afraid. 800-932-1980. Oh, I might not sound like a nice guy, but I really am. You'll be okay. You can call in 800-932-1980. And you can go to the chat room if you'd like. TheAmericanVoice.com or AmericanVoiceRadio.com. That's where the chat room is located. You'll see the chat link. All you have to do is click on it, go on in there, and boom, bang, zip, wham. Remember those old Batman? uh, Anyway, you're in there. You can also contact me directly on Yahoo Instant Messenger if it decides to work. My screen name is ABRN Talk. That's the screen name. You put that in there. You should be able to get to me unless, you know, Yahoo's decided uh, nobody's talking to him today, uh, you know, which it has done. So, anyway, those are the ways you can participate in the show. You can also contact me when you do go to the website, which I know you will. You'll see we have email. You can also email me. If you'd like a reply, put it in the uh, subject line. If you just want to pass me information, I do read it. I won't reply to you unless you ask. And 
even when you ask, it may take a little while to get back to you. I get a lot of emails. It's just uh, crazy. It's just nobody ever got this much mail before email, okay? I don't think, anyway. I, I don't know. Anyhow, let's get to it because I got a big, big, stinky pile of stuff here to get through. Yeah, that's right. There's not a whole lot of good news in the world today, is there? No. But, hey, you know what? It is what it is. We've got to deal with it, whether you like it or not. This isn't about fear-mongering. You're not supposed to be afraid. You're supposed to get prepared. You get it? I don't know. You know, yeah, broken record. Harp on, buddy. But, you know, the thing is, I see a lot of people nodding their heads. A lot more people nodding their heads now than, say, 20 years ago when I was still squawking the same, you know, thing. Hey, folks. Not tonight, because Thursday nights, uh, after this show, we replay Govern America, okay? Govern America is a show that is live here on American Voice Radio Network on Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific. But if you, you know, you're not there, you're not a morning person, whatever, it's replayed. It's a three-hour show. It's replayed on Thursday evenings after this show. Normally, though, I have been playing a CD I found of old Frank Report shows from 2004. And you'll notice if you listen to those, look, man, my my <laughs> it hasn't changed a whole lot what I'm saying. I think I harp a little more on getting prepared now than I did then. Same problem, same thing. And yeah, I do see a lot more people nodding their head. What he said, yeah, that's right. But I don't see enough people actually doing anything. I hear a lot of talk. I see a lot of a lot more agreement. I got to tell you, folks, you know, and in a way that's encouraging. Because, hey, listen, 20 years ago, uh, this message that you hear here, hear, hear, huh? Anyway was not that well-received by most people. Uh, tin foil hat wearing conspiracy theory nut comes to mind. I don't hear that so much anymore. All right? Oh, I still hear it now and again from your absolutely clueless liberal turds out there that just, you know, they, you know they're nothing but corpses, you know, with a pulse at this point. Because... <laughs> They are kind of, they're in for a real rude awakening, and I have nothing to do with it. So, you know, don't think of that as a threat. I know some of you people out there are going, oh my gosh, yeah, you feel threatened. Well, that's just too bad, because it's not a threat, it's just a reality. Because if you don't do anything to prepare for something bad, when something bad happens, you're going to have a real problem. And this problem is going to be bad enough that it will kill you. No food. No water, no medicine. You get in the picture. You don't. You don't go too long like that. And you don't have to die like that. I mean, hey, we all have to die. And you know, you could get hit by a bus, a stray bullet. Somebody could deliberately kill you, or whatever. But you know what? You don't have to starve to death. You don't have to dehydrate to death. All right. These are just a couple of things you don't. You don't have to die that way. And from what I've seen of 
you know, and read about suffocating and starving and uh, dehydrating. Eh, these are not these these are not the ways I want to die. I mean, you know, no, thank you. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, the moldy oldie Frank Report CD. Yep, that's right. That's where it comes from. But anyway, so here we go. Here, Justice Scalia. You know, the kind of the only. Supreme Court Justice that actually seems, at least with his rhetoric, seems to be a little disturbed about the fact that his colleagues there have absolutely no regard for the written law, and they just basically rule the way they feel. Yeah, he's under fire now because the Congressional Black Caucus, civil rights lawyers, and Senate Minority Leader Harry the Dirtbag I Stole My Election Reed denounced Justice Antonia Scalia on Thursday for what they said were racist and insulting comments in which he suggested. Now listen, folks, and you tell me. You know, everybody's all butthurt about these comments that are absolutely true. Here's Donald Trump says, hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe, we ought to just stop allowing Muslims into the United States until we can figure out who's who in the zoo here. You say it's a religion of peace. You say, oh, those are only the lunatic fringe people. Uh, Everybody else is a moderate Muslim. Well, you know what? Until we figure out who's who, maybe we should stop letting anybody in from the Middle East. Yeah. Oh, we're all butthurt about that because, whoa, that's racist. You know what? Do we have a problem with the Middle East or not? Of course we do. And we'll get to why in a minute, because this whole thing is, golly, y'all just don't understand why these darn Muslims keep killing us. Why they got such a bad attitude about us? Well, I know why, and it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out why either. Now listen, here's what Scalia said. He said that some black students might be better off in a slower-track school rather than a more competitive university. This is an affirmative action case, by the way. An affirmative action for you out there that, you know, uh, have been in a coma for the last, uh, you know, 50 years or so. Affirmative action is where you get to go to the head of the line. That means you sign up for college. Okay, there's 100 spots for a class. And there's a hundred kids that all got better grades than you, all got better test scores than you, are all more qualified to be in that class than you are, but you get to go to the front of the line because you're black. That's right. Doesn't matter what your grades are. Doesn't matter anything. You go to the front of the line because you're black. That's affirmative action. It counts for school. It counts for housing. It counts for federal jobs. You get in the picture, you wonder why the federal government is so screwed up. You've got a bunch of employees that don't belong there. They should have never been qualified for the jobs in the first place. But you see, they're black. So affirmative action got them in there. And Scalia's just pointing out the simple thing about school and affirmative action that, hey, you know what? Maybe these kids ought to go to a remedial school because they're not smart enough for university. Huh? What do you think about that? 
Oh, they say it's deeply disturbing to hear a Supreme Court justice endorse racist ideas from the bench of the nation's highest court, Reed said on the Senate floor. Are you kidding me? A racist idea? A racist idea to say some black students maybe ought to go to a remedial class because, you know, they just can't cut it at a university is racist? When he's talking about a program that puts them in universities not because of their test scores, not because of their grade point average, not because of any academic prowess, but because simply one reason, they're black. What, nobody sees that as racist except me? And look, I don't care. If you're such a lame loser that you need that kind of advantage, then fine. But don't sit there and tell me I'm a racist because I can point out the fact that the only reason you have your position is because of the color of your skin and you're a loser and you couldn't do it on your own. Don't tell me I'm a racist. You even having a job is racism. You even being in those colleges is racism. And you know what, folks? You need to get up on your hind legs. And I'm talking to white America. That's right. White power. White America needs to get up on its hind legs and say, you know what? We're not going to start killing you. At least not just yet. But you know what? Back off. You best back off, boy. Or the murdering will begin soon. And, you know what? I'm speaking from history. This is what always happens. You can call it backlash. You can call it, uh, what is that other thing that the, uh, oh, the government calls it when, you know, they're, all their allies and their spies all go bad and turn on them. <laughs> oh, blowback, yeah. You can call it that. You can call it whatever you want, man. But it's historical. All right, it happens all the time. It's happened throughout history. You push a certain people so far, and they give, and they give, and they give, and they retreat, and they back up, and they take it, and they take it, until they don't. And then, the murdering begins. And is it fair? No. Are there innocent people that are killed? Yes. That's what's wrong with it. But this is what happens. And it's happened over and over and over again. So do you really think... Ask Jesse Jackson. Do you really think it's a good idea to keep poking white America? Because I can tell you right now, I've been poked enough. If I even saw Jesse Jackson anywhere within my arm reach, or that piece of garbage, little AIDS-infested piece of crap, what's his name, uh who should be in jail, the FBI informant, uh, Al Sharpton. I don't think I could stop myself. I don't think I could hold myself back. I think all their armed guards would have to stop me. Yeah, and that's right. They travel around with armed guards. The, ooh, guns are bad. Guns are bad. Guns are bad. Yeah, what are all these guys with guns, including that piece of uh, excrement that the Catholics call a pope? 
think they got one letter wrong. It's more like poop. Oh, yeah, he's all against guns. Oh, if you make guns, you can't be a Christian. Oh, boy, guns are really bad. Except when you look at his crew around him, he's got like 20 armed guards around him at all times. Talk about a hypocrite. Oh, what did Jesus say about hypocrites? Yeah, he didn't like them all that much. So I think the poop's got some splaining to do, Lucy. And, look... I'll 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 do a disclaimer. I don't know that Al Sharpton has AIDS. But that little piece of garbage sure is a skinny little guy. He used to be a big fat thing. Now look at him. He looks emaciated. That's one just for you college graduates out there, all right? How about this? There's a mural in Tehran or Tehran. If you don't know where that is, I'll help you. It's in Iran where the Muslims are at. Oh, yeah, well, guess what they've done? A Times Square scale mural. That means really, really big. Mocking American soldiers has been erected in the Iranian capital, city of Tehran, according to pictures published by an advocacy organization pushing for democracy in Iran. Never going to happen, man. Muslims and democracy do not mix. They are a theocracy, and that's the way they are. And I don't really care what the religion is or their form of government. Okay, but when you come to my neighborhood and say, uh, hey, I'm going to wash my feet in your sink and I'm going to play this music real loud five times a day, you know, it's going to get to the point you wake me up one more time and I'm going to come over there and I'm going to burn your moss to the ground and kill you while I'm at it. And again, history, this isn't a futuristic threat. This is a statement of fact from history. This is what happens when you do things like that. It's always happened. So uh, my advice, back off, back off, back off quick. You don't see the tide turning? Well, you want to go hide behind the skirt of your little... I was almost going to say a bad word, but I'll just say Obama. Then you go ahead and do it. But he ain't going to be able to protect you if you keep it up. The sprawling mural mocks U.S. Marines by parroting the famous Iwo Jima Memorial by depicting American soldiers as planting an American flag on the backs of dead Muslims. Oh, this isn't mocking. This is a view into the future, boys and girls. Because I'm, I, you know what? You Muslims out there, you think you got, a, you, you got something going on because you got one of your own in the White House? And I didn't mean Obama, because I don't think he's a Muslim or anything else. I think he's a Satanist, okay? I'm talking about Valerie Jarrett, the Iranian-born main advisor of the president. Yeah, that's who I'm talking about this time. You think you got something going on? Well, let me ask you something. Do you really think the New World Order boys are going to accept you in? Do you really think the New World Order bankers that run the world are going to say, Why, sure! You go ahead, you Muslims, and set up your own banking system. We don't need any usury. Oh, yes, no more pork around the world. Get a grip. The New World Order boys, the New World Order bankers, are never going to go for that. You're a thorn in their side. You're a real problem. They're using you right now to instigate a fight that will bring about your own annihilation. 
use your heads, but you can't because you're retarded because you've been screwing your first cousin for 500 years. Gee, one might think that I'm a little upset about this. And all I can say is, nah, I'm way beyond upset about this. Now, here's something that I'm just, I'm, I'm amazed at. Hey, listen to this. All you veterans out there, this should just, t- for Muslims in the U.S. military, I, what? What, huh? Muslims in the U.S. military, they're letting, mu- they're giving Muslims guns and letting them in the military? Are you out of your mind? Look, bad enough. You let girls into the military to be combat soldiers. Because, listen, I have no problem with girls being in the military if they want to be in some support position. You know, I mean, what's the big deal? It's no different than a girl working anywhere else. Yeah, that's right. They ought to be pregnant and barefoot with their husband making enough money to support them and the kids. But that ain't the world we live in right now, okay? So, what do I care? If a woman has to go out and work, what do I care if she works in the military or not? But combat? Oh, I think that's pretty much a mistake. And having fags in the in the military is a big, huge mistake. I mean, honestly, folks, a big, huge mistake. Do you know the numbers about how many guys, get this, guys that get raped in the military? It's like prison or something. It's not good, folks. It's not good. It's a real problem. But letting Muslims in the military? <laughs> okay, so the Pentagon's not only corrupted, fat, lazy, greedy, they're also stupid, apparently. Or they're just simply traitors. You think? You're letting an enemy into our military and let me make something very clear folks muslims are your enemy unless you're a muslim i mean if you're not a if you're a muslim then obviously muslims are not your enemy but if you're not a muslim muslims are your enemy why because you are their enemy because if you're not a muslim here's the choices you convert or you die that's in their holy book and I say that mockingly because it's toilet paper to me it's anything but holy but to them it is so that's what they follow and that's the rules and anybody out there that says well you know the Quran also is all about love and peace and this and that and the other thing oh yeah really well the Quran is also written in a way that all the love and peace stuff that they like to claim is at the beginning of the book And in the book itself, it explains that, listen, if there's any contradictions, you have to rely on the last thing written, meaning the end of the book. And the end of the book is all about chopping people's heads off and doing jihad until the whole world is Muslim or dead. So get a grip and pull your head out of your butt and learn something before you start going off thinking you know something. Like when people say moderate Muslims, there's no such thing as a moderate Muslim, folks. If you're moderate Muslim, you're not a Muslim. You might identify with a Muslim, 
or identify as a Muslim, but you're not really a Muslim. It's just like that freak, Bruce Jenner. He can call himself Susie for all I care. He's not a woman. He's never going to be a woman. He can identify as a woman all he likes, but he's a man, he's a freak, and he's, you know, he's just sick. Muslims, same thing. You can say whatever you want. But if you're not following the Quran, you're no Muslim. And you better watch out around other Muslims. Better not let them find out, because they'll chop your head off as an apostate. Muslims in the U.S. military, a different U.S. than the one they swore to defend. Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> U.S. Marine Gunnery Sergeant Emir Hadzik was a Muslim refugee. The way Americans welcomed us made such a huge impression on me that I felt like I owed something back, said Hadzik. Really? He owed something back? I believe it's the U.S. military sending him a paycheck every month, not him sending the military a thank you check every month for letting him serve. So don't tell me about who owes who here. He joined the military to be getting a job. He's a Bosnian Muslim who fled Sarajevo in 1995, shortly after arriving in the United States. Yeah, fled. I wonder how he fled. We airlifted him here. We brought him here, just like we're bringing all the Syrians here. Shortly after arriving, he joined the, military, uh, the Marine Corps as an infantryman, hoping to help peacekeepers deploy to his homeland. I thought I would sign up and pay my debt on behalf of my family. Eight deployments later and still in the Marine Corps, Hadzik has become disturbed by the rising anti-Muslim sentiment in the country after the recent Islamic State attacks in Paris and last week's San Bernardino shootings. Presidential frontrunner Donald Trump, a candidate Hadzik used his support, has called for barring Muslims from entering the United States. Ooh, so you see... I used to support him. I believe in everything he does uh, says, except when it comes to me. We used to be a balanced people. You used to be true to our values, but now we're willing to betray our values because of a sense of fear. That's not American, said Hadzik. What the hell happened to the America I immigrated to? Uh, let me tell you there, Hadji. What happened to America? You happened to America. That's what happened. You! And listen, for all I know, this is a, one of those moderate Muslims who's not really a Muslim at all. He might be a nice guy. He might be loyal. He might be lots of things. But you know what? If he identifies as Muslim, he is the enemy of every man, woman, and child who is an American. And, okay, maybe not. Because, hey, there are some American Muslims. Let me put it this way. He is the enemy of every man, woman, and child in America who is not a Muslim. That means Protestants, Catholics, Jews, Hindi, yeah, the list goes on and on and on. Just let's say everybody but them. So screw you, Hadji. Go back to Sarajevo. Unbelievable that the military lets these people in. What? 
are they thinking? Anyway, we're going to take a break. We'll play Stump the Room, and we'll be back in just a few. So everybody stay right where you're at and uh, enjoy. And this goes to the people in Oregon. Boy, we've been getting some rain. It's raining so hard. Looks like it's going to rain all night. This is the time I love to be holding you tight. have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? 
Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
All right, we're back. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is Thursday, December 10th, 2015. It's about 841 out here on the Pacific Time Coast, 800-932-1980. Come on, call in. Tell me how wrong I am. Tell me what a racist I am. Tell me what a hater I am. Come on, tell me how wrong I am. Or can you? I don't think you can. But, hey, you could call in and tell me how right I am or whatever. You call in with your own ideas. 800-932-1980. You can also go to the chat room. <laughs> uh, go into the, the chat room, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. You'll see the chat link. I'm laughing because uh, the... Uh, <laughs> Somebody in the room's noticing that I'm not taking any chances would stump the room. Hey, the room was ahead. All right, the room was ahead for the week. Four to three. They were ahead. But we'll see here because I still have to give the Yahoo Instant Messenger way to contact me before I give up the names of the song, the bands of the songs. Actually, the names don't count, but. On Yahoo Instant Messenger, AVRN Talk is my screen name. You put that in there wherever it goes, and uh, you'll contact me directly. So, okay, then, there we go. It looks like I've made a major comeback. Come from behind, ninth inning, <sighs> grand slam, home run, clear the bases, empty the, empty the, Benches, yay! The first band was the Champagne Brothers. I know, I know. Some folks in the room are going to go, wait a minute, Champagne, wait a minute, wait a minute. That name sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, don't go there. Anyway, the second band, oh, and the name of that uh, song, which uh, I played basically because, well, it's really been raining a lot here. And, uh, you know, the name of that song is It's Raining. And it's been raining a really lot here, so I played that. And the second song is by a band called The Rooks, R-O-O-K-S, A Girl Like You. Now, I've heard that song many times in my life, but I never knew it was The Rooks. But it is The Rooks, and uh, apparently nobody in the room knew either. So we have gone from four to three to... Five to four. Me. Close, but no cigar. He pulls another one out. Anyway, there we go. It's all fun. There's no prizes or no punishments for losing. No prizes for winning, should I say. No punishments for losing. So, it's just all in fun. It's to see if you can jog, you know, your memory. Because I know if I've heard a song in the past, and... To be fair, I have played songs that I have never heard until I I found them. But then again, hey. All right, let's get to stuff. I've got a pile, like I said, a big, stinky pile of stuff here. White House to seek expanded background checks. That's right. They're going to close that loophole. What loophole? There's no loophole. You know, I mean, they do background checks. Where is it exactly you can buy a gun that you... They say, oh, online internet sales. Really? Because everywhere that I've seen to buy a weapon online, 
they ship it to a federal firearms licensee, and you got to go pick it up there and pay them the fee on top of that. So I don't know what they're talking about here. Now, White House advisor Valerie Jarrett, uh, remember the Iranian chick? Yes, says the president has asked his team to complete a proposal and submit it for his review in short order. She says the recommendations will include measures to expand background checks. Include measures. There's going to be more. You can bet they're going to do the no-fly list. Now, we have some things. I have two things that are kind of connected here. I have something with the headline that says, A Banana Republic Ripe for a Coup d'etat. The disunited states of America is no longer a country of national union. From the inception of the U.S. Constitution, factions continually vied for power. Yet there was a blueprint of basic precepts generally accepted as the law of the land. The appearance of legitimacy was shattered a century and a half ago that foretold the war of northern aggression. The American Revolution permanently betrayed is but a memory of past glories. The rule of law now regulated to an exhibit in a wax museum. Today, the federal government ignores and systematically eliminates civil liberties, real states' rights, authentic nullification, and viable Tenth Amendment. The recent arrest of attorney and publisher of ConspiracyPenPal.com, Edward Steele, is, illustrates how an arbitrary selective arrest under a stratocracy of repression is possible. Read, uh, they got a report here. Uh, in the Idaho Observer. Okay? Now, we go from that, and it goes on, but I want to move from there to this other headline. Proof Obama is not leaving office. If this ain't enough to make you go out and buy a gun, I don't know what is, folks. Over the last week, a post has been circulating the Internet claiming Hillary Clinton told Obama to call off the FBI investigation or she will reveal his Kenyan birth certificate. Just the slightest bit of due diligence should reveal to anyone looking that those stories were on all political parody sites and not intended to serve as real news. This happens too often, folks, and these political parody sites aren't political parody, okay? They are made to discredit people in the truth movement. Okay, because parody is always, obviously, parody. That's what makes it funny. Parody is not a parody when you look at it and believe it's true. Alright? That's not a parody anymore. So don't tell me The Onion and that phony Fox News site they got out there is parody, because it's not parody. It's probably developed and set up and run by the United States government simply to discredit people who are searching for the truth, who don't do due diligence and go and look and make sure things aren't a joke. Okay? And it's happened to me a couple of times over the last 20 years. It really has. I've gotten a lot more careful, though. However, in light of the smoking gun emails uncovered by Judicial Watch about the night of the Benghazi attacks, I now question whether those were really intended as parody or as a trial balloon being floated by the Clinton machine to see how the public reacts. 
from what the emails reveal, not the least of which is that Clinton perjured herself before Congress. This is what I was saying just last week. Where is Congress? How come they're not yanking her in there by the chain around her neck that they're going to hang her with? You lied to us. You perjured yourself. And now that we know the truth, we realize you have committed treason. Gee, girl, you got problems. But they're not doing that, is it? She's going to need God himself to keep her from being indicted or some other major ace up her sleeve, a.k.a. proof of Obama's fake birth certificate. It stands to reason, as a result of the emails released by Judicial Watch, that Hillary Clinton's campaign is all but over, even if not officially yet. What should be of major concern to Americans is where all the leaks about Benghazi and the email server originated. As I discuss in the video below, blah, 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 it's well known in Washington circles that the leaks began with Valerie Jarrett, which means they were done with the full knowledge of Barack Obama. See, that's backwards, folks. This writer who's writing this is under the false impression that Barack Obama is in charge and Valerie Jarrett works for him. It's the other way around and it always has been. Go look up Valerie Jarrett's past. Go find out that not only did Michelle Obama work for Valerie Jarrett, she got Barack in on there too and got him hired on too and he worked for Michelle who worked for Valerie Jarrett. Anyway, so knowing what you know about Barack Obama, do you think he is deliberately sinking the only viable Democratic replacement for president, knowing that a Republican will unwind his life's work within a few hours in office without a plan? Does he even remotely resemble the Barack Obama you've known in the last seven years? Then ask yourself why the Pentagon says preparing for huge civil unrest in the United States. Huh? At this point, everyone from Obama's own appointee for director of the Defense Intelligence Agency, General Michael Flynn, to four-star lying, stinking pig, Navy Admiral Lyons, Lieutenant General fake Thomas McLearney, former CIA Director James Woolsey, and former FBI Assistant Director James Kallstrom have all gone on record either directly accusing Obama of treason or implying as much. So, if he's not up to something horrible, you tell me why he is taking out Hillary. It's time we get justice for the crimes of the Obama administration. Yeah, well, no doubt. So, what do you think, folks? No, really, what do you think? You think Obama's leaving? Maybe not. Now, I know Melissa Roxanne, who, well, when she can get her equipment to work, uh, is on my show on Wednesday nights and has her own show on Monday evenings. I know she doesn't believe that Obama's leaving. And she might be right. Okay. It is a serious, definite possibility. Now, I thought this about Clinton. I thought this about Bush. I thought this about the other Bush. But this time more than those, it seems 
a lot more possible and viable that that could happen. Anyway, let's move along here. I got, you know, like I said, big pile of stinky stuff. San Bernardino shooters were white, says eyewitness. Eyewitness who? Yeah, Juan Hernandez. Hey, guess what? I'm not believing anything that any Mexican says, or any black says, or any Muslim says about anything about anything ever again. You can just talk all you want, but you might as well go hold your head under water because I'm not listening to you. As far as I'm concerned, you're in the same boat as politicians. Oh, sure, I can hear their words and I can comprehend. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I don't believe a word you're saying because you're a liar. And I know Mexicans, Muslims, and blacks are racists. And fine, I'm a racist too, and that's great. We're all racists, and there's nothing wrong with that, as long as we're all racists. Get what I'm saying? But if only you get to be a racist and I have to shut my mouth, you know what? That's not okay with me. And they are racist, and they've been pushing and pushing and pushing, and now... I'm done being pushed myself. You can do what you want, folks. You can play pansy games about political correctness all you like, but I'm done playing that game. Now, here's something typical. I mean, this is just typical. New Mexico, now I've talked about this, and so have other hosts talked about this. New Mexico legislators actually did something good. In New Mexico, they basically made civil asset forfeiture illegal, unlawful. You're not allowed to do it anymore. The only time you can forfeiture anybody's property is after a conviction, meaning, hey, you've gone through our injustice system, you've been railroaded through the courts, and you've been found guilty. Then they can take your property. As it stood, they don't even need any of that. They pull you over on the side of the road, say, empty your pockets, we're taking all your money, because we claim it was involved in a crime, and you're free to go now. No charges, no ticket, no nothing. We're just stealing your stuff. That's how it used to be. You know, because, hey, it doesn't sound that good being railroaded through the injustice system either, but, hey, it's better than just being robbed on the side of the street, don't you think? Anyway, earlier this year, the state of New Mexico passed one of the most solid pieces of asset forfeiture reform legislation in the country. It all, all it asked for was that most people would consider to be common sense. If the government is going to seize assets, at the least it could do in return is tie the seizure to a conviction. Now the state is finding out that bad habits are hard to break. C.J. Clara, Clara Mella reports that the government is going after another part of the government for its refusal to stop taking stuff without securing a conviction. The two New Mexico state senators are suing Albuquerque after the city has refused to stop seizing residents' cars, despite a law passed earlier this year's ending the practice of civil asset forfeiture. In a lawsuit filed Wednesday, New Mexico state senators Lisa Taraco and Daniel Evie Soto. Uh, are you, you know, getting why they call it New Mexico 
said Albuquerque is defying the new law and has continued to take property using civil forfeiture without requiring that anyone less than the property owner be convicted of a crime. Now, you know what? This is a case. If I lived in Albuquerque, this really is a case to where, okay, look, the state law says you can't do this. You think you're going to steal my car? I'm going to shoot you if you try. Officer, that's right. You try to steal my car, you're breaking the law, and I'm going to kill you where you stand if you try. Or you're going to kill me, one or the other, but you're not taking this car. Because you're a criminal. I wouldn't let anybody else come and steal my car either. Would you? Now, Albuquerque has a particularly aggressive program to seize vehicles from drivers suspected of DWI. According to Albuquerque Journal, the city has seized 8,369 vehicles. Look, I've been into Albuquerque, and I guess for New Mexico it's a pretty big city, but it's really not that big of a city. 8,369 vehicles and collected more than $8.3 million in forfeiture revenues since 2010. The city's attorney argues the newly illegal activity is still legal because drunk driving. Oh, the mad, insane mothers out there must be just, you know, wetting their little panties out there. Oh, this is so good. It's drunk driving. We can do whatever we want. Our ordinance is narrowly tailored nuisance abatement law to protect the public from dangerous repeat DWI offenders and the vehicles they are committing DWI offenses placing innocent victims' lives and property at risk, risk, risk. Hey, isn't walking outside your door a risk? City Attorney Jessica Hernandez said in a statement to BuzzFeed News, the ordinance provides defenses to forfeiture to protect innocent owners and has been upheld by the courts. Boy, oh boy, they just don't want to stop stealing. Well, the day is coming, folks. The day is coming. And why do I know this? Well, because of history. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't need a crystal ball. I can look to history. And I can see, hmm, everywhere in the past, when people have done this, this is what happens. Over and over and over again. You'd be an idiot to think, well... Yeah, but not this time. That couldn't happen here, right? Isn't that what we say in the United States? That could never happen here. Oh, Obama's not leaving off? That could never happen here. We're going to be under martial law? That could never happen here. We're going to run out of food, water, electricity? That could never happen here. I wonder if the Roman citizens living in the center of the universe there in the Roman Empire figured that could never happen here. Because you know what? It did. It happened so bad that even their language has been wiped off the face of the earth. Okay? That's how bad it happened to Rome. Yeah, they used to speak Latin. You hear anybody speaking Latin anywhere in the world? No. They call it a dead language because their civilization fell and died. But it couldn't happen there. 
hey, they're the Roman Empire. How could it happen here? Well, listen, folks. Better start seeing the storm clouds on the horizon because it's coming this way. Batten down the hatches and get prepared. Because there's nobody going to be coming to help you. Anyway, I'll be back again tomorrow at noon, and I've got a guest. Yes, I have a guest for tomorrow at noon. L.A. Marzulli will be on my show. Tune in then. It'll be replayed at 8 p.m. tomorrow night. And as always, thanks for listening. A 47 Ford bullet holes and the door broke down motor in the front yard. <laughs> I gotta have a mind to paint a plywood sign and nail it up on a knotty pine tree. Saying I was here first, this is my piece of dirt and your rambling don't rattle me. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. of our republic, waging war on the new world order. This is Govern America. Govern America.
south of the Great Lakes capital city, fighting the real war on terror, and broadcasting live from FEMA Region 5 in the mosquito-infested swamplands of Pure, Michigan, this is Govern America. I'm Darren Weeks, your host here, along with Mark in Texas. He'll be joining us in just a moment. As we document the crisis of our republic, the undermining of our national, state, and individual autonomy, today is the 5th of December, 2015, and it's good to have you with us once again, ladies and gentlemen. We've uh, been doing a lot of research here, uh, getting back into the, in the swing of things after the uh, Thanksgiving holiday, and it's uh, just uh, amazing how the more things change, the more they stay the same. Uh, I want to bring up Mark in Texas right now. He's uh, waiting in the wings, and Mark... If I can turn the levers and push the switches and or push the buttons and turn the levers or switches and whatever, all the controls. Welcome, Mark. As long as my lithium crystals hold out, we should be good. <laughs> well, I guess if you, yes. if you disappear, I guess we'll know what happened. Low tech. Well, that's okay. We're kind of kind of do the best we can, don't we? Well, what you about? Yeah. Uh, not a lot. I, I bought a cheap drone. Learning how to fly those. Uh, oh, cool! It's it's cha- it's challenging, but that's about as high tech as I think I get. I've reached my ceiling. <laughs> uh, Literally, they, they, they are tr- they are tricky, but they say once you learn how to fly one, you can pretty much fly any of them to a certain extent. So I think, hey, what the heck? For forty dollars, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, have you uh, have you uh, been looking at this uh, situation with the shooting this past week at all? I couldn't help but look at it. It's on TV 24-7 all day long. Every angle you could think of, <clears throat> almost. Except for the truth. Necessary. <laughs> yeah, that they deem necessary has been covered, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've amassed a lot of audio here, and I think that uh, we, sh- we should just dive dive right in. By the way, I did ha- do have to make a little program note here. Uh, I think Nancy has taken a hiatus from the show. Uh, I don't know if she's going to be coming back. Uh, she's got a lot of things going on in her life, and uh, you know she, she's certainly welcome to anytime she wants. Uh, but uh, I think she's just—I uh, well, think she's suffering from a little burnout in this day and age. And uh, you know, it's easy to do after being in being at it for so many years. Um, what what can we say, ladies and gentlemen? So anyway, she knows. Uh, you know, I made her aware. Anytime she wants to jump in, uh, if she happens to catch a show or something, she can uh, call in if she hears something she wants to add. But uh, anyway, she's going to be. We're going to ha- be having you know Mark and other people, uh, perhaps to join in. You know, because uh, I've never wanted this to be a one-man band. I think it's better when we have people going back and forth, and different different voices, different opinions about things. So. That's that's kind of what we're going to go for here. Uh, anyway, moving along here, uh, we, uh, as Mark said, unless you've been uh, living under a rock someplace, uh, I think what was it this past Wednesday, Mark, that that whole thing yeah, broke down? I think about uh, eleven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, they're 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 blaming this on a on a guy named Saeed Farouk and his wife Tashfeen Malik. And I, I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. The problem is I've seen the feds set too many people up to want to believe that 
it may just may or may not. Let's put it this way. I take everything they say with a grain of salt. You know, we've had uh, mentally ill people numerous times that have been set up, completely set up by the feds. Um, we, we've documented time and time again entrapment cases where they'll take somebody who's a little mentally unstable, take them by the hand, and say, hey, you know, you want to earn some money, or how'd you like to get even? Because you got this war going on in, in, in your native country. You know, and they're a little unstable anyway, and so they, they just go ahead and say, hey, this is how you can get even, and they'll show them how to build a bomb, give them materials they need to, to, to make, make a bomb. Or something that looks like a bomb. And when the time comes for them to actually push the button or call the number to activate the device, well, all of a sudden you got all kinds of SWAT coming from different directions, and aha, you're a terrorist. Well, I'm not saying that's the case here. I don't know. But I can tell you I've seen it enough to know that this is standard operating procedure within the federal government. And so do we believe, do we take them at the word? You know, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, you got, of course, again, just like the original, like just like every other shooting, every other case, you've got Obama coming out. The bodies are not even cold yet. You know, and, and, and Obama is already pushing his uh, gun control agenda. You know, is that uh, we have a pattern now of, of mass shootings in this country that uh, has no parallel anywhere else in the world. And there's some steps we could take not to eliminate every one of these mass shootings, uh, but uh, to improve the odds that uh, they don't happen as frequently. Uh, common sense gun safety laws, uh, stronger background checks. You know, and, you know, for those who are concerned about terrorism, uh, you know, some may be aware of the fact that we have uh, a no-fly list where people can't get on planes, but those same people who we don't allow to fly could go into a store right now in the United States and buy a firearm, and there's nothing that we can do to stop them. Uh, that's a law that needs to be changed. And I'm sure the terrorists, Mark, would uh, jump right on the bandwagon as soon as we pass a law saying that they can't have a gun, right? Well, uh, common sense gun legislation. Uh, what really caught me on all, the, all of what he was just saying there was, you don't know if and you are or if you're not on a terrorist watch list. Right. You can't call up your congressman or, or even your police chief to say, you know, hey, chief, am I on a watch list somewhere? And if you don't fly, how would you know? But there's a lot of people buy guns. And there's very few that fly percentage-wise as compared to, like, say, gun buyers. So then they would have to explain why, and they would have to come up with some cockamamie excuse. But the thing is, they don't want to let you know that you're on a watch list because you're just being watched. Yeah, so what, are they going to deny you the uh, weapons? And then uh, I guess you're just going to have to take their word for it that you just can't have them. Right. Yeah. Good point. And so it, it, what I'm saying is uh, if, if they did the same type, if, in other words, if you were on the watch list and that precluded you from buying a gun or excluded you from buying a gun, well, the first thing I would think of if I was turned down, especially if I've had the ability to do that in the past, 
I think I've just been placed on the terrorist watch list. Yeah, and what about if you already had guns and suddenly within the, uh, after you already purchased some, uh, they put you on a terrorist watch list and you, you're on a no-buy list, basically, instead of the no-fly list. Uh, and then, uh, you know, what are they going to do with the guns that you already have? They're going to come take them, take them away. You know, how does well, all they, that work? Did they go to the, did they go to a, the secret court to uh, to add people to the list one by one? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know what the procedure is for that. I think the secret I court. I think they just do it. I, yeah, they just do I'm it. Sorry, Darren, it, go ahead. It, well, it's an administrative thing. You know, they they dis- decide administratively. So you know, I could I could foresee the uh, this 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 whole apparatus being used very much the same way as the IRS and the whole lowest learner thing. You know, what's to All stop right. them from denying firearms to people that they disagree with politically? You know, they say they have to go to the FISA court to uh, to supposedly you know wiretap your phones and all the other paraphernalia. And that's because, of course, it's it's taking away part of our so-called freedoms. Mm-hmm. But they can, they can take away your Second Amendment right just because they want without even having to go through a court at all, not even petition anybody. I, I think a right is a right, a freedom is a freedom. I, I don't think they go on a scale of one to ten, do they? Well, no, they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell you another thing I disagree with is this whole notion that people who have been convicted of felonies. Uh, can't own a firearm either, you know, and that may be controversial well, among some camps. But I'll tell you what: uh, once, you, if you're a danger to society, you should be locked up. If you're not a danger to society, I mean, the the, the, the whole idea that they can take away your rights, uh, in you know, for eternity. I mean, the whole justice system should be based upon the ability for people to to have redemption. You know, and to get back to a place where they're completely made whole. The way this system is set up today is you're a marked man for life. No, no, no pun intended. I, you know, you are Mark, but I'm, <laughs> the point is, is that you shouldn't be, uh, you shouldn't carry a scarlet letter your entire life. There should be a path to redemption, and you should be made whole at the end of your punishment. So anyway, Obama continues. You know, my hope is is that um, you know, we're able to contain this particular shooting, and and uh, we don't yet know what the motives uh, of, of the shooters are. Uh, but what we do know is, is that there are steps we can take to make uh, Americans safer, uh, and that we should come together in a bipartisan basis at every level of government to um, to you know, make these rare uh, as opposed to normal. We should never think that uh, this is uh, something that just happens in the ordinary course of events, because it doesn't happen uh, with the same frequency in other countries. Oh, no? It doesn't, huh? Well, hmm, seems like, the, didn't we just have something happen in France, uh, Paris? You know, hasn't that become more frequent? Uh, let's see, Charlie Hebdo. Uh, yeah, it doesn't happen with the same frequency in other countries. Well, maybe that's because other countries haven't been orchestrating false flag operations to the degree that you have, Mr. Obama. You know, what's interesting, somebody figured out, in fact, that it was the folks at Truthstream Media, um, I'll give uh, Aaron and Melissa Dykes a plug, uh, that these false flag operations, these mass shootings, have increased under uh, under Obama by 700-plus percent. 
Now, why do you think that is, ladies and gentlemen? Why would that be? You think false flags, you know, isn't it strange how uh, Obama gets in office and all of a sudden the false flag shooters just decide, hey, this is the time to do our thing, man. Uh, Something's going wrong here. And you got Nancy Pelosi out there. You know, again, gun grabber, acting very somber. Oh, we just can't, we can't sit by the sidelines and remain silent anymore. Yesterday, our nation witnessed yet another act of unfathomable violence. The shooting in San Bernardino tears at the hearts of all Americans. We all pray for the swift recovery of the wounded. We pray for those who lost their lives, and we feel the grief of their families. Gun violence is a crisis of epidemic proportion in our nation. We've had many, far too many moments of silence on the floor of the House. And while it is right to respectfully acknowledge the losses, we can no longer remain silent. What gives us the right to hold moments of silence when we do nothing to act upon the cause of the grief. You know, Mark, I, I, I'm i conflicted because I'll tell you what I've said many times on this broadcast, that there's no difference between the Republicans and the Democrats. But at this stage of the game, I'm really glad we've got a Republican-controlled Congress because I got a feeling that if the entire executive and legislative branch of of the government was controlled by Democrats, uh, we would be having some sort of, and we may yet, I don't know, but but I, I, I think we have a better shot of fending this off because we have a Republican controlled Congress. I don't know. What do you think? tend to hope that you're correct. Uh, it just seems like about the last, I don't know, 10 to 15 years, maybe a tad longer, the Republicans seem to buckle under Yeah. The, uh, Obamacare, et cetera, et cetera. They're not promising what they're supposed to stand for, which uh, <laughs> I don't trust any of them, Darren. I know where you're coming from. I understand your point, but... Considering the urgency of the moment, right after 9-11, it sure didn't take very long to take away some of our rights there. Uh, that was, you know, that was hand-in-hand, hand, the Republicans and the Democrats. So, in this instance, if they don't fly off the deep end and they hold true to what they say they believe in, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'm glad there's a, a majority in the House. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I agree with you, too. I mean, they're all... It seems like they're so, well, the problem is is that the media is out there hammering, 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 hammering this thing big time. And and they've gotten to the point where they don't care if they allow their bias to be shown. I mean, uh, they're pretty much out in the open. Uh, Senator Tim Kaine, by the way, was on MSNBC, one of the most liberal networks. And uh, he's he's talking about gun owners and people who are, if you're not in favor of gun control... Then, then you're a voice of evil. We've got a uh, member of Armed Services and Foreign Relations Committee, Democratic Senator Tim Kaine of Virginia. Tim, uh, Senator Morning After, what are your thoughts? 
Well, you know, we've just been seeing this too many times, Joe. I was a governor during the shooting at Virginia Tech in 2007, and I think what these these latest incidents in, in, in Colorado and now California raises two questions. One, are we mature enough as a country to look in the mirror and say, we have a gun problem? You know, a 12-step program starts with, you got to acknowledge you have a problem. Are we mature enough to, to acknowledge that? And second, for those of us here, are we willing to stop being bystanders? Because Congress has been a bystander to all this, and there's always that voice that comes out and says, oh, this particular fix wouldn't have done anything about it, so let's do nothing. Yeah. Um, and that, that bystander voice is a voice of evil. Shooters are evil. Voice the people evil. who stand by and do nothing and say nothing can be done to fix problems, that's a voice of evil, too. We're voices of evil, Mark. All they're doing is they're, they're in a hole and they just keep digging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. They pass gun laws, they pass more gun laws. They pass more gun laws. They restrict more freedoms. And, you know, it's so ironic. I keep hearing, and, and this has been pretty much across all of the media, especially at the national level lately. Uh, I say, our police are undergunned. We've got to really put more power, you know, behind the police weapons and all that. Well, what about us? Yeah, well, they We're don't care. We're probably going up against the same individuals as the police are sooner or later. And they want to put us back to muskets locked up in a gun safe down at the police station. How about slingshots? You know? <laughs> Ultimately, you know, it, it, it's not even, they don't even want you to have anything because the, cause the bottom line is, I mean, I, I just look at places where guns have already been banned, like Britain, and... I mean, they got they're 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 after the knives now. It's knife control. Is, Are guns dangerous? Yes. Are knives dangerous? Yes. Life itself is dangerous. It's it's a game of percentages. Yeah. Well, and and, and here's the thing: gun violence has dropped precipitously over the years, except for these high-profile cases, which 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 attempt to make everyone think that guns, gun violence is on the rise, nothing could be further from the truth. Overall, statistically, gun violence is down. And where is gun violence up? In the gun-free zones. You know, so any place where guns have been banned, look at Chicago. It's a case study. You know, look at Washington, D.C., some of the most dangerous places on the planet are, are places where ordinary Americans don't have the ability to defend themselves. Well, as Eugene said, All the common denominator is guns. I could look at Virginia. I'm sorry. Go ahead. All these folks that are in government that supposedly govern and run our lives and keep us safe, they all I bet you 99% of them grew up in a city. They're part of this urban environment. They didn't grow up in the country. They've never probably even held a gun, except maybe in some training class with Department of Homeland Security. They don't know what it's like to fend off gophers, copperheads, uh, name it, cougars, mountain lions. Yeah. But they, they, they grew up in a different environment. They think that, well, it, it's all urban-like. No, there are people out there that live day-to-day -day with danger worse than living in the middle of Chicago. Right, right, exactly. But, but, we, have people, yeah, but we have people governing that are writing the laws that, that know nothing about I guess that's why they have agencies. They're specialized. But they still get people from the city with academia 
qualification. You can read a book that's 50 pages long on swimming and memorize every word and every chapter until you actually jump in the water. You don't know how to swim even though you got a degree in it. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. We're dealing with people that have no experience behind the decisions that they're making that control and pretty much leave us out at the long end of a short, I don't know, swim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh well, and, and the Go thing ahead, is, I'm sorry no, to no, you, hey, that's thing. how we do it here. This is the mix for good, better radio when you interrupt. But the point is, is, is that if people, these many of these people only have, they already have their bodyguards and everything to take care of them, you know. Uh, so they don't, they don't have to worry about, you know, carrying around guns. But there's, I think it was Diane Feinstein said that she was getting threats at one point, and she went and armed herself. You know, so there's one standard for them and one standard for everybody else. Anyway, this uh, Senator Tim Kaine continues. Well, as Eugene said, the common denominator is guns. I could look at Virginia Tech and say that's a mental health issue. I could look at Sandy Hook and say that's now. A this is the uh, this is the anchor at MSNBC, and again. Going back to the media bias, ladies and gentlemen. Mental health issue. But you look at uh, Planned Parenthood, perhaps it was a mental health issue. It might have been political. You look at what happened yesterday, quite quite likely political. The common denominator is whether people are politically motivated extremists with guns or whether they're mentally challenged with guns. The common denominator is that they're sitting there with more firepower than the police often. And, and Joe, not just guns, because we do have... A second Amendment. He says that like that's a bad thing. The ability to get as many as you want, wherever you want, whenever you want, with huge capacity magazines that have no purpose for hunting or other legitimate uses of firearms. It's, uh, you know, it's not that we have a net, we have no net. There's no fix that's going to fix every incidence of gun violence, but we've refused to do things that like 90% of Americans say they support, like background record checks. So we now, did you hear what he said a moment ago? Uh, oh, well, yeah. we do have a second amendment. Oh. Uses of firearms. It's many, and, and Joe, not just mm. guns, because we do have a second amendment. But the oh, really? We got a second amendment. Imagine that. To get as many as you want, wherever you want, whenever you want, with huge capacity magazines that have no purpose for hunting or other legitimate uses of firearms. It's, uh, you know, it's not that we have a net. We have no net. There's no fix that's going to fix every incidence of gun violence, but we've refused to do things that like 90% of Americans say they support, like background record checks. So we, we've got to admit we have a problem, and we've got to stop being bystanders in the halls of Congress. Well, the, stunning, the, the stunning thing is that on the campaign trail, there are some people who will not even say they support background checks for people on the terror watch list. It is absolutely astounding. Now, why do you think that is? Why do you think that is, ladies and gentlemen, that candidates are afraid to say anything about, uh, you know, clamping down on guns. It's because there's a lot of support for people's Second Amendment rights. That's one thing I think, Mark, the American people understand. The value, the importance of defending themselves, the, the, the importance of, of, and it's not just a matter of defending yourself. Look, folks, the reason why the Second Amendment, it's an uncomfortable fact for many, but the reason why the Second Amendment came along the reason why it was put into place, and the founders argued as to whether it should have been the First Amendment, because it was so important. 
The reason why that is is because they understood the Second Amendment is the reset button on the Constitution, ladies and gentlemen. If the government became too tyrannical that you couldn't stand it, it's the, it's the duty of the people to do away with that government and put in place a different government. Now, I think the American people have waited too long over the years. I think it's too late for an armed revolution. I don't support that. But that's the reason why the Second Amendment was put in there. It wasn't about duck hunting. It wasn't about anything like that. And it wasn't even just about self-defense. That was a part of it. And the best homeland security, ladies and gentlemen, is having every, every honest, normal, ordinary American to have a firearm and have it in operational order. That is the militia. But the problem is we, 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 they don't teach history anymore in the schools. And you've got a mainstream electronic media that's pumping garbage into people's minds every single day. And that's the problem. That's a, you know, they, they, they say that it makes them uncomfortable to... Uh, to make a, a decision on gun legislation because of the, you know, the backlash. And it also makes them uncomfortable for us to have freedom of speech, free speech zones. It also makes them uncomfortable if we decide to show up at a Republican convention or a Democratic convention before the, you know, the anointing takes place and, and pretty much let them know the displeasure peacefully. It makes them uncomfortable. That's their common denominator. That, that, that's a new phrase that's going to be thrown around quite a bit, by the way. It's common denominator. Because I heard 525 Tuesday, there was a representative, Adam Smith, a Democrat. Don't know where he's from, but he is a member of the Armed Services Committee. Yep. Check this out. He was on a roll talking about free speech, basically. He says, social media appeals to the lowest common denominator. <laughs> Yes, that's from our representatives, ladies and gentlemen. That's a, one of our representatives. Wasn't it interesting? One is social media, but freedom of speech. Isn't it interesting that we have uh, federal government, you know, the State Department, promoting uh, social media all the time? When Marie Arf was in there, she was always talking about, oh, the, you know, ISIS tweets it out. ISIS is tweeting, and we tweet. And, you know, she's very active on Twitter, you know. Uh, uh, you know, so... Lowest common denominator? Maybe I could agree with that when the State Department's using it. <laughs> anyway, we're at the bottom of the hour already. Let's go ahead and take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Uh, if you need to refill the coffee cup, uh, we'll be back at uh, 33 past the hour. Stay with us, folks. Mark in Texas is with us. Riding shotgun, and this is Govern America. I'm Darren Weeks. GovernAmerica.com is the website. That's GovernAmerica.com. Please stay with us.
This is Govern America, Mark in Texas, and Darren Weeks here, and we're here every Saturday. Uh, you can join us. Please, please spread the word about the broadcast, governamerica.com. Send them to the website. Lots of information there going up every day, governamerica.com. Uh, we have a lot of information on this uh, shooting incident and also the uh, stuff in Paris as well. Uh, as time progresses, maybe we'll get into some of that as well. Uh, Mark, uh, anytime you have anything to say, my friend, you just jump right in. Um, when we have time, I'd like to read a small little thing from an article in the paper when we get a chance. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead right now. It it uh, it exposes this urban rural divide, is what Mr. Hansen called it. It was in the paper last Sunday, mm-hmm. and uh, he it was in the City Journal, wherever that is. But his name is Victor Hansen. And this is real quick. He said it. And like I say, it's all it's all around this urban rural divide. He says it can be experienced within hours of where I live. I live half of the week in a hundred forty year old farmhouse in California's rural Central Valley. And the other half of the week he lives in a studio apartment in Silicon Valley in Palo Alto near Stanford campus, the Stanford campus. He said at his house in the country, I worry I worry about whether the well is gonna run dry at night. I lock the driveway gate, and if someone knocks after 10 o'clock, I go to the door with a gun. 
Mm-hmm. Each night I checked the security lights in the barnyard and watched to ensure the coyotes ain't creeping too closely into my vineyard. I wage a constant battle against the squirrels, woodpeckers, and gophers that undermine the foundation, poke holes in the shit, and 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 destroy my irrigation ditches. Okay, that's country living. Okay, oh, yeah. at my apartment, at my apartment, I have few concerns about maintenance, and I got more time to read, brood, and mix with others. Urbanites, urbanites. May work long hours at the office with thousands of people, but they remain in a cocoon existence, shielded from the physical world. Essential, you know, essential to them is a neurotic buzz of 24/7 cable news, <clears throat> Twitter, and Facebook, <laughs> and they're oblivious to the millions of Americans that are logging, hauling fish in with a net, and picking peaches. These differences wouldn't matter so much if it weren't for the fact that the nation's urbanites increasingly govern those living in the hinterlands. Exactly. So these folks, what, what he's trying to really, I guess, get across without put words in his mouth, the differences are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. And we've got people that rise to the level of a politician, especially at the federal level, that they've never experienced anything out in the hinterland. Exactly. They're not living in the They are totally dependent on the city and the jurisdiction thereof. Yeah. They live in the city, you're under their jurisdiction. They're dependent upon the system, which is exactly why when the stuff hits the fan, you know, over the holiday, we reran the uh, preparedness show we did back in 2013. And, uh, you know, listening to this thing again, it, it just brings back all kinds of thoughts that we've had in the past about how bad the cities are going to be, you know, just how poorly they will fare when the time comes for any kind of civil unrest. And and we don't know what, what form that's going to take. It could be a real disaster. I mean, real disasters, I like to believe anyway, really happen. Now, this one, I don't think is a real disaster. And as a matter of fact, there's more, more that we... Uh, get into this thing, I start to realize, I start to believe anyway, that, that we could end up having another Sandy Hook here, Mark. This this is really, uh, first of all, I want to I get back into this uh, California shooting thing because uh, now they're using this incident now. You're talking about the divide between the rural and the urban, you know, and how people want to be taken care of, how people don't know how to take care of themselves. Uh, we've got right. calls now, believe it or not. Ron just Ron in Missouri just sent me this. This was on his local news. They're talking about remilitarizing. You remember the 1033 program and all that? Um, they're talking about remilitarizing the law enforcement law enforcement in the wake of this California shooting. Yesterday's California shooting massacre had police rolling out armored vehicles. But in the wake of Ferguson, some military equipment is no longer being offered by the Pentagon to local police. And Fox News Paul Shankman with a look now, renewed calls for local police to have more heavy-duty equipment to fight domestic terrorism. The heavy show of force by St. Louis County police in the early days of the Ferguson unrest led to a national discussion about demilitarizing local police. And that discussion led to some concrete changes that some are now questioning. I think we saw very clearly yesterday, publicly, how valuable these tools are to law enforcement to be able to use. Tim Fitch is the former police chief of St. Louis County. There's a reason why we asked for the equipment. 
but some of it is no longer available. After pictures like these from Ferguson led to a presidential order ending the transfer of certain kinds of heavy-duty military equipment from the Pentagon to police. Since Ferguson, the government has also added restrictions on distributing other military items like the armored vehicles used yesterday in San Bernardino. But Fitch believes it's not so much the restrictions as it is the continuing cuts in federal funding that threaten the ability of local police to use the heavy equipment they already have. If the money's not available to do that, all this equipment that was purchased in the early 2000s, uh, right after September 11th, is becoming obsolete. It needs to be replaced. And now the money's not there to replace that. It's very likely that we could spend millions and millions of dollars on equipment that wouldn't be in the right place at the right time to confront some specific incident where we don't know where that incident might pop up. John Chasnoff is with the Coalition Against Police Crime and Repression, and he worries renewed fears about domestic terrorism could lead to a softening of the military equipment restrictions, a move he feels would be a step backward. So it's much more likely, I think, that that equipment sits around and tantalizes police officers and ends up being used in situations where it's not appropriate. We did some checking on the Homeland Security funding distributed to law enforcement in the St. Louis area and seven surrounding counties. According to the East-West Gateway Council of Government, which distributes the funds, since the funding began in 2003, the amount given out has dropped by half. In Clayton, Paul Shankman, Fox 2 News. You see how this works? I mean, they're shutting down a federal program to basically give military equipment to local police departments, or at least loan it to local police departments. And isn't this uh, isn't this decommissioned military stuff anyway? I mean, so is this stuff that they're, they're not buying this stuff new, are they? Uh, but but they're shutting down this program, which basically turns local law enforcement or helps to turn local law enforcement into a military unit, a military force. And then you get the false flag operation, and in true Hegelian form, oh, we've got to bring this program back, as if it ever really left. It never really left in its entirety anyway. But this is what I'm talking about with media propaganda, ladies and gentlemen. You know, you can't believe a word they say. How do you know they're lying? Their lips are moving. And, you know, and a good example of that is exactly how quickly they rushed to try to finger right-wing extremists, right-wing militias, right-wing, they're all terrorists, those anti-gun people, ah, they're, go, they're all going to come get you. And, and, and one of those right people... Right-wing Muslims. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, CNN's uh, Harry Hoke, I think is how you pronounce his name. Uh, here, here's an example of this. Hey, when you hear Bob talking about though, that, that unprecedented nature and the concern he feels when he... Sure. he now, I, again, folks, this, this, this clip took place. This, let me set this up a little better. They were... Uh, they, they, it was right after the event happened, okay? They're on there, and they're continuing on. They're flapping their gums. They're, you know, they're just flying up by the seat of their pants. They got nothing to say. They know nothing about this incident. So they're basically coming on just so that they can be on, which is a problem with 24-hour news services and staying with a, with a story uh, when you don't really have anything to say about it. Okay, then you have to get into, well, we've got to say something, so maybe we should speculate about who might be responsible. 
never mind the fact that we have no clue who who is really responsible, we're going to go ahead and flap our gums anyway. Well, uh, three shooters. Uh, we've only had two multiple shooter incidents since the year 2000, and none of them have been anything like right. this. Oh, really? I thought mass, mass shootings were on the rise. How could but if be? it is not an international incident, um, then, then what could it be? It could be uh, some right-wing group, for all I know. There you um, go. You know, what's really strange about this attack to me is, is I'm thinking in, if this, uh, this attack was somehow terrorist-related, ISIS or, you know, uh, um, Al-Qaeda, something like that, uh, why wouldn't they just stay there and kill as many people as possible and uh, just, mm -hmm. uh, you know, kill themselves? Because usually you see that a lot also in these types of attacks. Right. It was not um, a suicide mission, right, Bob, to Harry's point. Right. It wasn't this one. I'm not discounting anything Bob's saying because I'm speculating like the rest of us here. Uh, but, uh, you know, so that's something else I'm taking a look at here. And, and their plan, like I said before, mm -hmm. was great until they got out, of the, uh, got out of the area where they did the shooting. And then these guys still stuck around. This shows me uh, some level of stupidity on their part. <laughs> I think uh, we Stupid terrorists. Yes, yeah, st stupid commentators. Anyway, uh, we, the CNN Tom Fuentes, not to be outdone, uh, he, he went so far as to suggest it was an anti-government militia. Potential motive, what was going on? Well, to me, it says that it's an anti-government operation, probably a militia-type group or a wannabe-type militia group, as opposed to an international terrorist organization, because most of the international terrorism attacks we've seen, it's a suicide mission. They don't come in protecting themselves with body armor. If anything, they wear vests to explode. Now, isn't that interesting that he basically just said the same thing the other guy said? It's almost like they had their talking points all made out for them. Hmm. Anyway, uh, well, you know, go ahead. They 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 started off and they kind of found out this this gentleman that, that did. Well, I won't call him a gentleman. <laughs> the the man that was purportedly the one that was married that shot this place. He he was supposedly a health inspector. Mm -hmm. So he's running around restaurants doing uh you know code enforcement. That's the best I could figure out. Mm. Yeah. So, so they found that they, they used to go. Plus, he probably wasn't on antidepressants. That's why he didn't kill himself. That's that's the one common denominator with all these other instances. That I don't believe this guy was on any type of antidepressant pills. <clears throat> you know, and then stopped taking them and just went ballistic. Well, if he was, they won't be telling you about it. That's for sure. But now they had to resort. To talking into people that work for the government to do this. He's a government employee. Yeah, that's true. He, he's not some militia member. He's not a you know, MS-13 gang, KKK, blacks, alternative media lovers, drunk drivers, distracted drivers. He's none of that. He works for the government. Well, and again, I, I don't think we can assume that he's guilty at this point in time. Because unfortunately, he and apparently his wife are no longer here to talk, tell their side of the story. So <laughs> I, uh, I think, again, you have to take everything they say with a grain of salt. Because this, I'll tell you what, Mark, there's some stuff here that has just come to light within the last day that is, is going to knock your socks off uh, when we get to it. Uh, first, MSNBC, Kerry Sanders. Now listen to this guy. This guy is... He's an idiot. There was this dispute, and I wonder if, if there's ever going to be any 
uh, resolution in terms of what that dispute was about that happened before they, the, the suspect stormed out. Yeah, I think we're going to get the details at some point, but we don't have them yet. You know, understanding, of course, that uh, there's many dead people here. Oh, really? Well, you know, uh, and he, he goes on with his speculation. The victims, as well as some of those who uh, were shot and are in critical condition. I think we will eventually get some indication on what that dispute was about. Uh, this was a holiday party. Uh, maybe it was called a Christmas party. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many potential triggers <laughs> here. It's really unclear. So this is a potential trigger. If uh, somebody accidentally calls it a Christmas party, oh, no, this is cause for shootings. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. So Yeah, but on CNN and all the other shows, I'll have some guy come on that you've never seen before, never heard nothing about him, but he, at the bottom, they'll have his description. He is a terrorism specialist. <laughs> Where do you go? to become a terrorism specialist. Well, you go to the Department of Homeland Security's uh, courses on the uh, college campuses, I guess. You know, they're, they're offering I'll courses. Think. I've seen them. They're, they're yeah, offering yeah. courses on this now. If, if he's a terrorism specialist, I want to know who he works for. You know all these companies, these big corporations, they all have coffee cups and baseball hats. When they have a terrorism specialist, would he just come on with the coffee cup sitting in front of him so at least we know who pays his salary? Yeah, exactly. And that goes for all these specialists and experts they have on the, the various news channels. Yeah, because they're you all know, fed. Former this or former that. I don't care what you formally did. I want to know what you're, why you're pitching what you're pitching and who you're pitching it for. Exactly. Thank you. Absolutely. Because, you know, that would help me out a lot. It would make it more believable at that point. Like I say, a coffee cup in front would be nice. <laughs> you know, are you, with, are you with one of the major corporations? Well, get a coffee cup. Go out there and set it in front of you. Let me see a baseball cap. Just something. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're right. Absolutely. I mean, uh, is there a, such a thing as a former CIA agent? I mean, once you're in, aren't you always in? I mean, if the, you start being loyal to the people or something, they're going to off you. I mean, I think, I think the CIA. As long as the pension, yeah. as long as the pension check clears, you're still here. <laughs> that's right. And what you could, what you fund, uh, you control, ladies and gentlemen. So you know, you got the police chief out there. He's holding a press conference and says, uh, "They, they all came prepared. They were, they were on a mission." Preliminary information indicates that these are people that came prepared. Uh, that they were, were they were dressed in and equipped in a way to indicate that they were prepared, and they had they were armed with long guns, not handguns. And what's interesting about this is the fact that uh, Mark, there was a training exercise going on nearby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, and of course, let's see, I've got some uh, from KTLA. I believe this is the article. Fourteen people were killed and 17 wounded after shootings, shooters armed with long guns opened fire inside the Ingham. Or I, wanted, I got Ingham on the brain because we that's the local county here. Inland Regional Center in San Bernardino Wednesday, and two suspects were killed in a later shootout with officers following a police pursuit. Hours after the mass shooting, a man and a woman armed with an assault rifle and handgun were involved in a pursuit that led to the exchange of gunfire with police Officers said. Now, skipping down here. Um, okay, here it is. A call of multiple shots fired came, first came in at 10.59 a.m. 
from the area of 1365 South Waterman Avenue. The police department's SWAT team was training nearby and was suited, ready to roll, and responded rapidly, Lieutenant Richard Lawhead said. So, what are the odds? Here we have another situation where there's an active uh, drill going on at the time of the event. What are the odds that these things keep going live? And, and you know, the L.A. Times, we find out that they they had been having drills monthly, active shooter drills, leading up to this event. As a matter of fact, the participants involved were confused as to whether this was actually a drill or not. Uh, they say in the L.A. Times, December 2nd, at first, Dorothy Vong assumed it was a drill, just just like all the others at her work. At the Inland Regional Center, uh, where she's a nurse, the staff works with clients and parents of clients who are sometimes angry. Uh, they have active shooter drills every month or so. Drills started, she texted her husband, Mark, around 11 a.m. She walked to a window nearby and filmed the video as law enforcement sprinted toward the building. Oh, that is scary, a voice says calmly in the background. They're all geared up, someone else says, rifles and everything. In the background, someone laughs. That was laughs. real. <laughs> yeah. They still didn't know. Then the reality set in. She texted her husband uh, again. Well, it's bum, real. Bum, bum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's real. Oh, this is so sad. It's insane is what it is. You know, um, so we've we've got some audio here from KTLA, the local station, in in uh, in California, about the uh, the police presence, the police police training exercise. The police were able to move in very quickly, according to local media reports. Part of the reason for that is very nearby there was a police training exercise which was underway. So this call for help goes out immediately and very quickly a, a large number of, of, of uh, first responders were on scene. Yeah, and later on they mention it again. Well, sure, many people who were there today say they thought this was just some kind of routine training deal when, deal when they saw all these police coming into the building. And there did happen to be a training exercise close to the area, a SWAT team training exercise, we're told. And that's why so many of these officers were able to make it to the scene so quickly. Now, why would they be having a training exercise? And see, here's the thing. If these, if these exercises are supposed to make us safe, how well did they work? How well do they work when they keep going live? I think that's what everybody needs to well, question. Go ahead. Do these individuals work on the weekend? Why would you do a training exercise on a, what, a Tuesday, Wednesday? Why would you do it during the week? <clears throat> Why wouldn't you hold it on a Saturday or Sunday? Because you, you don't want to upset the common folk. You wouldn't want them to be afraid or scared or frightened. You would do it on a weekend, wouldn't you? <clears throat> well, I don't know. Or is know. it written in the contract to have the weekends off? I don't know why you'd want to do it. Um, well, that's a good point because they'd have to pay people overtime. <laughs> Man. They'd have to pay people well, overtime if they did it on the weekend. <laughs> they'd probably say that they hey, want to. There, there's a check for that, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 they probably would say that they... Um, 
want to make it as realistic as possible or something like that. Uh, the well, they sure did that. <laughs> exactly. Right now we have a we have a woman on the phone. Her name is Patty. Uh, she's on her way to Las Vegas. Now, we're going to talk about what happened in San Bernardino, which you were kind of outside when all that happened. With okay, the this is an eyewitness to the increased insane police presence, not at the scene of this incident, but all across California, around, around the California-Nevada border. It took place. But there's a development. What is going on that you see right now on the California-Nevada border? Well, hi guys, hi Glenn, hi Lou. Um, well, I was there this morning having breakfast. And before we left, the waitress came over to us and was crying. She was in tears, telling us there was a shootout across the street, like a half a block um, away from us. And you know, everyone was kind of running in the restaurant trying to, uh, you know, to come and watch the news and kind of try to stay off the street. Uh, we freaked out, I freaked out, I didn't know what was going on, and we left as soon as she told us that, and once we went outside, it was just chaotic. Helicopters, um, ambulances, the SWAT team, police officers, I mean, it was crazy. We were lucky enough to be able to jump on the tent, so we left, and it's my birthday. We're heading over to Vegas, and I text um, one of my friends in the newsroom, like, this is really bizarre, and all the times that I've driven to Vegas, I have never seen so many patrol cars and so much police presence. Like literally every two miles, you see patrol cars, police officers facing, and their position facing 15 north. Mm -hmm. So I found that to be very bizarre. It could be nothing, but I just find it weird because I've never seen that many police officers as if they're expecting something, waiting for something. I, it's, it's really scary. Where exactly are you? Well, we just arrived in Vegas, so we were on the 15 North, and right when you cross um, the state line, that's when you start seeing all of the police presence they along, along the uh, 15 North. Were they stopping cars and pulling people over to check out the vehicles? No, no, just very alert. They're all just kind of facing and kind of looking at, and just very aware. I mean, they're just in the, but just a lot of them. There's just so many. So I wasn't sure if that had anything to do with what was going on, but I just found it very bizarre that there was just so many um, kind of positioned in a way as if expecting something or waiting for something. I don't know. Yeah, they're all just there to keep you safe. You know, <clears throat> the conditioning... Did you see all those cars? <clears throat> Excuse me, what did you say? Did you see all those cars and all the trucks and all the... Just passenger cars, everything there. How can we afford this? Well, I don't have in my bank account enough money to keep people safe 24-7. Well, they... I don't know how we're able to afford all the wars and, you know, the endless, yeah. uh, you know, gallivanting around the world that we're doing either. You know, they're yeah. claiming this is a war on terror. I think it's all theater. That's what I think. It's what it looks well, like to me. If they bring them all over here, we won't have to fight them over there. I think <laughs> the money Yeah, good point. All right, uh, we got to take the top of the hour break already. Unbelievable how fast this show is going. Uh, and, folks, if you'd like to call in, you're welcome to do so. one 468 376 That's toll-free, 1-844-6-GOVERN. Uh, we'll be back. Hour number two is straight ahead with Mark and Texas.
Steve O'Brien. You know, when Governor America left the satellite Galaxy 19, it changed my life a lot. So much so that I had to get together with a bunch of friends out here in Fredericksburg to make that happen again. Now, Governor America needs your funding. It's not desperate. Most of this is funded by Darren Weeks, but he spends a lot of time and a lot of prep work, and so does Nancy, getting the show on the air. The monetary commitment that my friends here in Fredericksburg have put up is much appreciated, but you can do something for them, too. Go over to GovernAmerica.com and give a donation. The money goes to all the equipment and all the accounts and everything that needs to produce the show, Govern America. Probably the best show on globalization, maybe not just Agenda 21, it goes farther. He needs your help. Help support Darren, help keep him on the satellite. GovernAmerica.com, it's important. Your neighbors need to hear this.
not like it when it does, though. Welcome back to the broadcast. This is Govern America, GovernAmerica.com. The chat room's open. There's a few people in there right now. Chat.GovernAmerica.com. That's Chat.GovernAmerica.com. You can uh, join in with them uh, as they're chatting away in there. And uh, GovernAmerica.com is the website. And also the call-in number, if you'd like to call in and join in the conversation, is one eight four four six govern That's one eight four four six four six eight three seven six. As we continue on here, uh, Mark, do you have anything else you wanted to add before we go back into the uh, sound bites? No, let's keep rolling on the sound bites, buddy. All right. Uh, well, you know, here's the thing about this, okay? With any of these false flag operations, uh, one thing that always comes to my mind is when it seems like sometimes the intelligence services, the officials in charge, they can't seem to quit. Uh, you know, they're chomping at the bit waiting for this thing to happen, and so they can't help but spill the beans ahead of time. Uh, one of those uh, cases, I think it represents insider foreknowledge. There's a guy, uh, his name, let's see. Oh, oh yeah, his name is Morton Storm. He's out hawking a book right now on the major media, and uh, he's a CIA shell. Uh, he uh, embedded down with the uh, terrorists in uh, the Middle East, um, and now he, uh, he, just a couple of weeks ago, I think right around November 17th, he was on Fox News with uh, Megyn Kelly, and he spilled this little uh, nugget of information. A former member of al-Qaeda in Yemen, who was once so entrenched in terror he was trusted with finding Anwar al-Awlaki a wife, says not only does he think the U.S. is likely next on the list, but that an attack on American soil is likely to unfold over the next two weeks. Morton Storm is a one-time terrorist turned CIA double agent. He is co-author of Agent Storm, My Life Inside Al-Qaeda and the CIA. Morton, thank you for being here. Why do you put such a specific time frame on it, two weeks? Um, I do it because... Um, because it's going to happen. The people that on the, who are on the run at the moment from ISIS in, in Europe are very desperate. And uh, they know that time is up and uh, they will need to do as much damage as possible. Uh, and for that, I believe that um, we, within the two, two, two weeks, next two weeks, that we will have a second Europe again. We have just seen in Germany... Okay, did you catch that, Mark? Within two weeks, yeah. we're going to have a second Europe again. Now, his rationale is total BS. I mean, how can you possibly think, you know, oh, they're on the run, so, oh, yeah, they're just going to come over here. Uh, excuse me, this is not enough evidence <laughs> to suggest that we're going to have a Paris happen over here. You see well, what I'm... Oh, his, quali his qualifications also was he was so interested about Alawaki or whatever that, that he was able to find that boy a wife. Yeah. Well, you know, if it's wife number 12, doesn't it lose <laughs> some of its luster? Exactly. That's a good point. Go right ahead. I mean, that's qualifications for you right there if I ever heard it. Well, anymore. you know, and this whole idea of Al, 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 Al Lackey, listen, let, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we got to revisit uh, who this Al, Al Lackey was in the first place. In my view, in my opinion, uh Anwar al-Awlaki was a federal operative. Why do I say that? Well, hmm, let's see. 
He was three. Uh, th- he inspired three. He had connections. Let's put it this way: he had connections with three of the eleven alleged 9/11 hijackers. And I say alleged because who knows who these people were? Uh, you know, I don't want to rehash all of 9/11, but going back, you know, it's funny how all of our intelligence were all blindsided. Oh, we didn't know this was coming, and then yet. You know, right after it happened, they got all these 19 people on the front page of the newspaper. You know, they they, they knew right away who they were. But anyway, Anwar Al-Awlaki, three of the, alleged, uh, of the uh, alleged 9-11 hijackers. Uh, let's see, Fort Hood shooter Nadal Hassan. Uh, he was, uh, you know, he was the uh, inspiration behind that guy. Uh, he had ties with him. Uh, the underwear bomber. You remember uh, Muhammad Mahmoud? <laughs> I can't, can't even say. Little, little, little. Anyway, uh, he was. Uh, he had hey, ties. It's just to roll your R's and stuff. <laughs> uh, Go ahead. We uh, he had ties with with him, the underwear bomber, and we know about the uh, Haskells. We've interviewed them on repeatedly on the show about how they were at the airport, uh, and 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 this guy was helped on the flight, uh, and so. By suited people and also by uh, the airport personnel that were there. Um, anyway, uh, n- the New York car bombing incident in uh, May of 2010. Anwar Al-Awlaki had, uh, had ties to that. Uh, the British passenger plane bomb plot in November of 2010. Uh, there was the cargo plane PETN bomb uh, that was sent from Yemen to Chicago. Uh, he was tied in with that somehow. Uh, you remember the Portland Christmas tree lighting uh, ceremony uh, would-be bomber, uh, Muhammad Al-Muhammad. I think these guys need to really come up with some more ideas for names. But uh, anyway, the, the, the list is as long as your arm of, of, of so-called terrorist incidents that this guy, Anwar Al-Alaki, was responsible, allegedly responsible for, or at least had ties to, and yet... We learned from Fox News that he was having dinner with Pentagon brass right after 9-11. After 9-11. So, from my standpoint, this Al-Alaki guy is one of them. Okay? And yet, again, his name is continuing to come up, even though he's supposedly dead. It's just remarkable. But anyway... Uh, the CIA agent, uh, you know, and Megyn Kelly continue. Now in Hanover, that uh, there is a very strong evidence that there was uh, that the German authorities have have uh, stopped the terrorist attack. So it's quite severe in Europe now, and uh, and I also believe that copycats in America will do the best to to do uh, what their brothers have done in in Europe. Because I know you believe that in and you you worked with them, you know these people, in their minds, America is the real trophy. Yeah, you know, when I infiltrated these people, you need to understand the mind, you need to understand, you know, the mentality of them, how do they think, in order to predict what you want to do, and that was my success in my work, you know, I was one of the best, so that's why I am saying quite confidently that, that I believe listen to them brag. something within the next two weeks will happen. How could, they, could they do something, in your view, as coordinated here in the States as we saw in Paris? You see, as for 
it's a bit different from over uh, over there because you um, your borders are quite more tight. But uh, oh, really? I don't see that. We have also a lot of weapons like uh, handguns, machine guns that people can get hold of, and we have seen that before that you will have lone wolves attacking, you know, the barracks the, from the army and uh, and other places. But I think this time we could also target soft tar uh, like target the civilians, uh, such as you know shopping malls or or other places like we have seen in France. How conscious do you think they are of the fact that we're going into a holiday season here in America that happens to be a religious holiday for, for many millions? Yeah, but that's what they want. This is terrorism. So the terrorist uh, wants to scare, wants to make people afraid to live a normal life. So, so what they do is to, to terrorize them mentally so they're too afraid to go outside. You know, Be afraid. Be very afraid. Muhammad said in a hadith in, in Sahih al-Bukhari, in this one here, he said, in, I was victorious by terror. This is, no, this is the hadith, this is the sayings of Prophet Muhammad, which 99% of all Sunni Muslims follow. So he said in this book here, I have been made victorious by terror. So what it means is he terrorized his enemies, so he was scared, even, even if the enemies were not there, but he was just scared of him. There's no thought whatsoever. There's no, they don't follow any conventional battle lines. There's no women and children exception. They, they, I mean, they go, they go shoot up anybody. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, again, they're an equal opportunity shooter upper. Uh, I, I would call. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you going to say, Mark? Wedding parties. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? From here, yeah. because I do not want people to think that I am saying something from my own mind. In this book here, Sahih al-Bukhari, uh, Hadith number 3012, a book number, it's book of jihad. It the says book of jihad. It's permissible if it serves the cause to kill women, children, and babies. Is this, this radical is, this Islam? Is, this, is that what you're talking about, radical Islam? No, that, that, you know, this is fundamentalistic. This is literally in the book. This is in the book. So this is not me saying it or somebody else. This is Prophet Muhammad who orders that I say it's permissible to kill civilians, even children and babies, if it justifies the cause. Morton, how, how, how is civilization supposed to combat a group like that? See, bomb them, bomb them, war, war, war. I'm, I'm trying to call for a reformation of Islam. Islam needs to be reformed. As Islam is today, it's violent, it's intolerant, and very dangerous for the whole world. It's a supremacist you know, ideology which has the aim of, of being totalitarian, like uh, taking over the world. I mean, let me just quote something from the Quran here, you know. This is uh, 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 Surah number 8 at Anfal, uh, verses 39. And he says, and fight them until there is no more fitna, means disbelief or other religion, other besides Allah and and the religion. And All right, I don't know how much more I can take. Uh, you got any thoughts on that? Well, we've got a word for we've got a word for doing away with uh, babies and children and stuff. It's but we make it more official. It's called collateral damage. Yeah, boy, Amen, brother. You know, and that's just. You're as dead one way as you are the other. Yeah, that's exactly no. right. Well, you know, and so you got people, intelligence agencies predicting, you know, that this predicting, quote unquote, that this is going to happen. And in the meantime, you got former Defense Intelligence Agency, again, another intelligence agency, Director Michael Flynn. Right before this happens, and I believe this clip was the day before this took place. Okay, now the other guy was two weeks out. 
and he says it's going to happen within two weeks. This guy, the day before, I believe, it was, if it wasn't the day before, it was right before, within a, a couple of days, he says that it's only a matter of time. Harris was eight guys. Um, attacking Molly at the hotel was ten guys. So two guys, three guys, four guys could have could raise absolute havoc in a in a mall or somewhere else. I think it's country. just a matter of time. I do. I really do believe it's a matter of time. I, I believe that uh, there's going to be uh, where where our luck is going to run out, and they're going to be able to achieve something along the lines of what we saw in Paris. Now, do you think they have any? You know, you just heard from two different intelligence agencies, two different intelligence agents, saying that we were going to have this attack. Is this a coincidence, Mark? I think these two are, are, are asking us to enter